Welcome to the FedCast hosted by Bill Bresky GNR Liars and Wasted Making Toxic Male Masculinity and Not PC Jokes Great Again Buckle Up Fuckers well, It's not a matter of It's a matter of You just Oh in the club I mean um As, as And uh, you know You know so Uh Braski, that's GNR Liars, and holy shit, that's wasted. This is a show made by the common man for the common man. Welcome, everybody, to the Fatcast. This week's show, we got uh, Broski Rose sitting in with us. Uh, we're fully staffed, which is uh, shocking. Wasted has appeared out of nowhere. I don't know if it was a gypsy spell, which if it was, Ragnar, thank you. We appreciate it. Enjoy killing some Soviets. Uh, but uh, Wasted, welcome home. We missed you, and uh, you already sound inebriated. Uh, well, I just opened the beer. What's up, Los Angeles? <laughs> Holy shit. All right, guys. So uh, first things first, uh, before we get into the rest of our show, uh, during our little uh, break after our great episode with Tim Trockley, which uh, Trockley, uh, I think I speak for Gene Arliers, friends, and even wasted in this, uh, we are really appreciative that you were guests on the show. Uh, we all thought you were great. And uh, we look forward to having you back on the show just to talk regular bullshit. Uh, you're a good dude, Tim, and uh, thanks for being on the show. Uh, now on to the Rolling Stone article. And I'm going to ask all the boys here to give their opinions here in a second. I just want to briefly touch on a few things. Um, read the article. Um, I mean, it's the same copy and paste of mania from uh, TMZ and what we've heard before. Uh, some of the facts in the article are... Uh, I would imagine from one person's per perception and not reality to some degree, in my opinion. Um, also, uh, I think the writer who uh, this really saddens me to say this because he is the uh, the Dolceyevsky of our time, considering he wrote the autobiography for Homie the Clown. Uh, he really disappointed me. And why he disappointed me is because he didn't use common sense throughout the article. Now, I know the story was about Mr. Dunsford and what happened with the uh, purchases afterwards. But when you're saying you're looking for a lost masterpiece, wouldn't you ask the question why that uh, Tom Zutat's locker with all his stuff magically went up for sale and that Robert Byrd then purchased said locker? But instead of immediately contacting Tom Zutat trying to make a quick, easy profit uh, on a locker he just purchased, he didn't do that. Uh, instead of calling uh, Guns N' Roses and Universal Music Group going, hey, I got a bunch of your shit here. Bought a locker for five hundred to a thousand bucks. I bet you guys will cut me a check right now for about ten grand, right? He didn't do that. Instead, we're led to believe that this man had no communication with, you know, Zutat, and that independently he just went onto eBay and uh, he randomly sold the disc. Uh, I believe this would have been March, early early March of two thousand nineteen, maybe even late February. I'd have to look at my uh, my little book of details, but it's not right here. Uh, so he sells that to uh, one person who uh, was possibly going to be a guest on the fat cast. Uh, Mr. Levy is nuts or Levi is nuts. Um, I've had communication with him throughout the last few months. Seems like a very nice fella, has a good sense of humor. So he's possibly going to be an upcoming guest on the fat cast. He's uh, right now not wanting to do it. Uh, it feels like he answered any questions he had in uh, Broski Rose's uh, Discord, which is get in the ring. 
if you're going to go on Discord and you don't want to fuck kids, get in the ring. That's a good Discord. Um, so he sold these uh, discs and materials to Levy in, like I said, late February, early March. Now, fast forward, between the time of March to July when Rick Dunsford purchased these from Mr. Bird, are we supposed to believe that no more sales occurred? That for that four-month time span, there was no other deals to be had? That didn't Mr. Bird just have a really positive experience by selling? Would he not go to that buyer? Would he not try to find other buyers? It seems like he kind of knew what he had. If you also go with the connection that Miss Nina, who was mentioned in the article, uh, I don't believe she actually used that name in the article, but through uh, her own statements, she used to be a housekeeper for Tom Zutat, and she was selling dat tapes of uh, old Guns N' Roses stuff and Motley Crue that were also from Zutat. It seems real coincidental that all three of these individuals had stuff that were were connected in some way or fashion, and uh, you know, Mr. Peisner addressed none of that. That wasn't interesting to you, the actual you know, the source of the treasure. It seemed like you guys were more focused on pushing uh, Atlas Shrugged as the next single than you were about reporting an actual story or what might actually be interesting a story. It seems like you just wanted to tell one man's story and tell it in a way that wasn't even, you know, what you're what you were selling. You said, hey, this is the story of the mysterious find, the mysterious locker, the masterpieces. Doesn't seem like you looked into it too much. Um, does anyone want to have the first opinion on this? <clears throat> I mean, I'll, uh, I'll go. Uh, or, you know what? Let's wait, Wasted go. Let's. Uh, we haven't heard from you in a while, Wasted. What do you got to say? Uh, well, I think I think Locker Leagues is like a, it's definitely a, like a false flag operation. <laughs> it's like uh, the January 6th of Guns N' Roses. Just like DNR, like the CIA, and they're like controlling everything. And Zutar is like Ray Epps. He's encouraging all, all, all the like bands to go into the capital. You know, they're you know, they're kind of, you know, they're kind of like trying to encourage people to break the law. So, you know, but that promotes that that promotes the single, like Brasky said, that promotes their material. So I think that, like you said, I think you were saying on one of the other shows that you know Rolling Stone and GNR have this really good relationship. Yeah. And there's no, you know, it's Tom Zutar. Yeah. There's no way he doesn't know that there's a he has a locker of Guns and Roses material. You know what I mean? That's going let, to, let me say that's this. It's going to be released into the wild. I don't feel like uh, Broski could probably back me on this. So this has been said quickly. That a uh, a person who's rather knowledgeable. Wasted. Can you turn down the uh, the Seven Eleven music a little? A person who's really knowledgeable in the situation said that uh, Mr. Peisner had a lot more information regarding the actual incidents of the leaking, and uh, he decided not to do that because one of the individuals that was in the story happens to be uh, transgendered. And uh, I, I personally consider that person a friend. I'm not going to shit on them, and I'm not going to comment any more than that. But hearing that Peisner would, you know, cut some of his story or, you know, make sure to walk around subjects because someone's transgendered, that's not treating them with equal rights. I don't see that's treating anyone as equal. So just I because they're all. transgendered, you can't see that. It kind of seems like I the opposite of what you would imagine. <laughs> I yeah, think I all of them is like they're all up. like crisis actors. All the yeah. all the all the hoarders and the leakers, they all have like some kind of connection to GNR. Well, not so, everyone. I I don't know the details, but they did really good work in like getting us some material. 
but I still don't really trust the whole situation. You know, I feel like it's orchestrated because it only happens at a certain time, like when they want to release a single, then suddenly stuff gets leaked. I don't know. There's no way Bruce, that... What do you think? I think... Bresky? Yeah. Can you hear me? Oh. Yeah. 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 Uh, I just think it's funny. I mean, the way that um, MSL used the story to get Microman and uh, Rolling Stone oh. and Absolutely to basically beautiful. use the entire thing to promote MLW. And I mean, he told on Get in the Ring, he told the story about how, like, they wanted to do a photo shoot with him. He didn't wind up doing it. But then, like, he made them, you know, they wanted to, he gave them a photo to use with him and Microman, and they wanted to crop Microman out, and he said, no, I own the picture, you either use it with me and him, or you don't use it at all, and he basically just used the entire thing as an MLW marketing scheme. Yeah. Wasted, are you aware of Microman? Uh, no. <clears throat> Microman Wasted is a max masked luchador wrestler, okay? So he wears a mask, he's from Mexico. Uh, he's also three feet tall. I mean, yeah. total three feet tall. Oh, I've seen that picture. It's I've seen the picture uh, on the fat cast of uh, MSL and uh, a little dwarf. Yes. Yeah. It was uh, in the article too. Listen, yeah, Micro yeah, Man that's equals ratings. Again, yeah. That's why we're talking about him right now on the fat cast. I need to get more views, and Microman will fucking bring <laughs> me there. Right? No one's going to disagree that that fucking man is charisma. <laughs> You Plus, know, it's just funny seeing him juxtaposed with uh, MSL, who's like, you know, massive. 600 pounds. Yeah. Well, I know that uh, our dear friend MSL doesn't like us talking about him without him around, so he can't be himself. But uh, he's always welcome on the show. But due to being a public figure and a, uh, well, I don't know, just just a Frady pants, he's uh, he doesn't want to come on. But uh, wasted. I wasn't trying to interrupt you there, but I wanted to get Broski's kind of opinion because I'm not really on the. I'm not on Discord. I'm not on the forum, so I'm not dealing with people. But it gets back to me a lot what people say. So the whole framing of the Pisner article, basically just being a GNR puff piece with uh, him being afraid to go after uh, a social justice warrior. And uh, you were mentioning the whole. Uh, it seems kind of like a JFK thing in my mind. In my mind, wasted. I have a story. I just don't it. I have a story that doesn't all line up, but if there was ever a perfect Lee Harvey Oswald, his name is Rick Dunsford. That's what I mean. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're kind of like a, they're kind of like patsies. Like yeah. they they think that what they're doing is like they're chasing this uh, material that they can't get hold of. But when it comes down to it, the the Guns and Roses manager or ex manager, it just kind of like accidentally. He releases it accidentally to them into the market. They didn't like break into the vault, like Indiana Jones or something, to get it. You know, there wasn't like a SWAT team that had to be sent in to get it, to get the material. It, they just the, the band via Zutar. Even though he's out of the loop, isn't he? He's not really involved. But last time I checked, they are not on good terms. But then again, no. he was at the Rockville show. So I mean, you know, the last time you hear Zutat's a son of a bitch, uh, the leaks happened and all that. And then what was it? The twenty twenty one or twenty twenty Rockville show he was at? Yeah, but how do you get? You see, they did it with the the leaks of CD as well. They kind of they leak things, and it looks like it's by accident for legal reasons. 
but really it's not really that it's accidentally on purpose because it I'm promotes just saying, man, Heisner had fucking 10 months to write an article and the only thing he did was copy and paste from fucking TMZ and then talk about shit that no one gave a fuck about. No one cares anymore. We all know the story. Congratulations. And, you know, some people want to tell their, how do I say this, their perception of the story, which is fine, but I'm just, but we, but everyone is tired of it. Dude. No one gives a fuck. We're for advantageous to you know Chinese democracy and everything and one yeah, of the emails from the laptop. Yeah, the better. Remember the better when he called everybody downloading motherfuckers. Yeah. 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 So said, in this theory, I, I don't understand though. Rick is like uh he's he's really on their side and he's like faking it, like he's a false no, guy. My, my no, my theory is there's an old saying amongst people that are friends of Rick and Rick knows I say this and I, I like, I think I like Rick mean him have always usually gotten along. Um, but the saying is Rick's going to Rick. Like, you know what Rick will do. You know what Rick wants to do. Rick, you know, bless his heart. He's always going to Rick and Rick's mind right now. He's the next fucking tiger King and God bless him for it. I'm not here to shit on him, but Rick, like, you know, that if, uh, <sighs> If there's gonna, if someone's gonna get songs, let's say, you know what Rick's gonna do if he has, if he gets songs in front of him, because it's a proven thing. I mean, a year before the House of Blues, you know, magically appears. I mean, if it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, you know what the fuck the duck's gonna do. It's gonna Rick. You're saying about Tiger King, you you know that uh, they've actually been approached by producers to do a reality show on this. So let's talk about. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Broski, I've been told, and our dear friend from uh, Chile can verify this. We've been told about this fucking reality show now since uh, early 2020. The chances of this happening, I, I encourage it so much because it'll be such a clown show. I mean, in all honesty, it might be the thing that makes the fat ass because I was just commentating on these idiots. It was hilarious. But there's no fucking way that happens. Oh, this is the same reality show that uh, someone we know has been referring to for the last couple of years. I could see like a documentary. I don't realize of, that. Like, sort of like Tiger King, but not really as expanded as that. But that'd be hilarious if they did a reality show. Oh my god! Off the they chart. definitely know. They definitely know that there's loads of people hungry, willing to like trade and to get this material. So any kind of drop in the water, blood in the water. You know, <laughs> There's I don't know how whole... the Rolling Stone editor put out the fucking article they did, okay? There's enough evidence out there and enough kind of just, like, shit that people sent them. I didn't send them shit. The only thing I sent them was I made sure that everybody in the GNR community had Mr. Peisner's info. I thought <clears> that would be a good thing for them to be able to contact Mr. Mr. Peisner and share their stories. and well, he, find contacted out he, contacted, he, he contacted that, yeah. me. He contacted me for the, uh, my uh, memoirs. Uh, you know, wasted memoirs of a post horse. I'm going to do a whole like uh, Rolling Stone article with him. You know, I actually believe that because, but the thing is, your article would actually be interesting. It wouldn't be yeah. full of fuck fairy tales. It wouldn't be like, well, gee golly, we made all this happen and this and this works, and there wasn't. Ugh, I'm not getting. Who is a rat? Stupid. If you want to be a fame whore, go be a fame whore, but you know, enjoy the stuff. Pick whatever. He, I'm not really know, putting this in the words. <laughs> I really, after reading the article, and this is coming from from a guy, like I, 
I don't really know all the insides like some other people do, right? And I, I never really had any contact with Rick before. I don't know. And, you know, all the other people mentioned the article. Some of the people, it was the first time I've heard about them, right? So it was a lot of it was new to me. And the thing that I took away from it most was it was very obvious that Peisner kind of had a hard on for 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 Rick. And he he painted Rick in a very positive way. And I think he went out of his uh, I think he went out of his way to make sure that he that he painted Rick in that positive way. For whatever reason, I don't know. Um Rick's a was, hell of a nice guy. Like if you absolutely. meet Rick and you're you're not like if you're conversating with Rick and you let him give you the oh, gee shucks if you don't know that Rick's a hustler and Rick's a carny just as well as the rest of them, and I ain't saying I ain't Rick, I know I am too. But you know, if if you're not smart enough to catch on to Rick's bullshit, Rick will okay. charm your pants off. And I'm sure so you he know, did expose Rick though. And uh, originally, um, you know, uh, supposedly the whole thing was Rick was trying to frame MSL for all of this, and uh, then the author, you know, Peisner realized that it really was Rick all along. Uh, so I mean, but I agree. He he exposed Rick, but at the same time, he did it in the most sympathetic way possible. Absolutely. And yeah, you know well, what, guys? I think when it comes to the art, I'm sorry, wasted. Go. Uh, no, just, didn't Rick get sued for like a million dollars per song or something? So the the lawsuit of no. it. But there's I'm no monetary they, because this is the big thing that everyone thinks they're so smart about. Which I'm I'm going to make some people feel a little sh- a little bit worse right now. Uh, Rick was sued because of the NDA that he signed or was going to get sued because the NDA he signed with them. He, uh, that didn't happen to my knowledge because it's never been filed in the uh, California legal system, which, or the Mississippi legal system, which Rick's aware of. Um, but it was a huge but amount. They could go back and they could go against Rick for the NDA now. And I imagine people that they might be thinking, Oh, well they didn't go after Rick because of the fires at the fucking, uh, at the universal. And they don't want to put a monetary value on that. That's fine, but the fact that people are openly coming out on Rolling Stone magazine saying, "Yeah, we helped," uh, you know, leak shit. Um, that's, well, that's that's putting yourself in a different platform, and I'm sure UMG and uh, Team Brazil, you know, I'm sure they're looking at things, and uh, I just I'm glad I'm not to be a part of it. Any comments on data basically admitting he was involved and possibly opening himself up to litigation? I think, but that's what the piece is. The piece seems to be about just yeah. like being kind of uh, nice to Rick, because really, he's not like a like a hardened criminal who should be getting a lawsuit. You know what I mean? Like they're trying to paint him like sympathetically. For some, I don't know why, but in the article, it, it is seems to be saying that you know this is the story that that, that Guns and Roses want to present now. That they're Correct. not going to be, they don't want to be like seen as Napster or they're not going to go after these fans. They're basically all fans that just wanted like to hear a demo. You know, you shouldn't be suing them for 200 million. You know, but wasted. Did you see kind of how the PR spin from Guns N' Roses to make sure that the article came out the way they wanted to, where it's pretty much going, hey guys, guess what? Your new single is coming this spring from fucking Slashing the Boys. <laughs> Well, is that the is that the lost masterpiece? Yeah, Atlas Shrugged. Yeah, which I, I can't wait to hear because I mean it's either going to be fucking epic 
or it's going to be a complete disaster. There's no in between on this song, so it's going to be either scraped or fucking like the next estranged. So, let's guys, I, I don't oh. agree. I don't agree that this was PR by the band because if you read the article, it says that uh, like Peisner even says that you know uh, the music's not that good. So I, I I feel like if GNR was part of the PR with this, they would have made sure that that was not part of. You know, it, like to you can only do so much. You can't go music, in there. Like, no, Peisner put out a thing saying that it, that Chinese democracy was actually good. Borky, he put a tweet actually saying that he goes. The one thing I found out discovering this is Chinese democracy is actually good. Ha <laughs> ha. Am I on? A, was, am I on a delay? pretty good. I feel like I'm on a a, a delay. A bit. Nope. Okay. We're like checking what we what you're saying but, <laughs> and then yeah. editing it. Yeah, of course. Fucking, you don't give Borky live mics like giving a nun a machine gun. You know something's gonna happen. But it's a thing that you could definitely see that the article was manipulated. That Peisner, you know, he said he liked Chinese democracy. He's it was to promote Atlas. The article was already coming out. You can tell they went in there. Supposedly the article got cut down from what it was supposed to be. Who fucking knows? But does anyone have any last thoughts on this whole GNR locker saga? Because I'm about ready to bury it on the fat cast forever, unless there's something incredibly interesting happens. Yeah, I'm good. Just like Wasted said, I think it was. Uh... You think there's another a locker somewhere else? There might be a locker somewhere else, but I think this piece was definitely, uh, you know, to promote the next single. Listen, I follow Nicolas Cage estate sales like nobody's business. One of these fucking days, it's going to happen. And you guys are going to be like, oh, Brasky, why do you have everything? But like, it's Nick Cage, baby. Nick it's Cage. the feeder. It's the feeder article, isn't it? Every time when single comes out, all the other, all the smaller magazines will go to that article, read it, and then copy and paste from that the information right. around the new single. Correct. Uh, yep. Uh, yeah. And Alice Shrugged is pretty good, though. So. <laughs> like, it's their last, no. their last uh, epic song, really. Yeah, so it, all those, all those websites, Blabbermouth, um, Ultimate Rock, all those websites. You're exactly right. They'll all go back to that Rolling Stone article and quote it. Yeah, for sure. So, Wasted, and, do you have any final thoughts on the locker? Uh, no. Okay, Borky, do you have any final thoughts about the locker? Nope. All right, guys. Guess what? We're officially done with Locker Talk on this fucking show. If you want Locker Talk, I'm sure Brando's going to cover it. And if you want in-depth, I mean, I know Pisoner wrote an article, but I can't wait for the Brett Buchanan article, boys and girls. The Brett Buchanan article over at Alternative Nation, you're going to talk about an expose. This is going to make fucking uh, Bernstein look like a joke, okay? Bob Woodward can suck this guy's cock. Just ready. Brett Buchanan. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get our first topic of the evening. Uh, Broski uh, brought this to us a few weeks ago, and I find it quite interesting. Gene R. Liars, can you give us the introduction, and then uh, let's take it away. So a very cool Great. article about uh, a geographical location uh, that might, in fact, be the resting place of the lost continent of Atlantis. Uh, it's called the Eye of the Sahara. Uh, so, um, you know, it goes back to Plato talked about it, um, in depth about a place that is supposedly rumored. He was talking about, um, Atlantis and some of the, the references that he made in his article, uh, coincide with this location, uh, 
in the desert. It's now in the desert, right? Uh, but it coincides with this location. And when you start digging into it a little bit, it's it's quite revealing. What do you, Broski, what do you think? Yeah, um, so there's way, way, way too many coincidences, uh, yeah. in my opinion. I'm like 98, 99% sure this has got to be it. But, I mean, yeah, people have just been finding out a lot and a lot of stuff. And uh, so, yeah, Plato mentioned it. But if you go back, there's actually a lot of people that mentioned it. And there's even maps that that seem to show it being yeah. in this area. And, uh, yeah, so it's, uh, the lost city of Atlantis, it's... Uh, you know, the uh, mainstream claim that it's just a geological formation. It's basically these concentric circles, which was how Atlantis was described in the desert. By Plato, that's the, by Plato. Sorry to interrupt. That's that's how Plato described it was with yep. the surface. Right. So, yeah, yep. that's why I mentioned him. He but described it sorry. as, as um, you know, these concentric circles divided by water and land and um that that area used to be uh, water, and we know uh, that the CIA actually visited there in the uh, I think the 70s, and uh, all the documents about it are uh, redacted mostly. But we know they went there for some reason, and it's not you know every day that the CIA just goes to you know supposed natural geological sites. Uh, um, and uh, yeah, Plato, like you said, he mentioned it, and uh, it's interesting because the date that he gives for when Atlantis was destroyed. Uh, now there are a lot of scientists coming out saying that they think that this is when there was some like great cataclysm at the end of the Younger Dryas, and this caused, uh, you know, a giant flooding and uh, all types of shit going on, and you know, big whatever destruction everywhere. And this was like the exact date that Plato gave for when gave for when uh, Atlantis, uh, you know, got fucked up. And and, uh, and just to just to re just to add to that, wasted um, much of the speculation surrounding Atlantis was that it was buried underwater. So that's that's an important important correlation right there is that uh, this natural phenomenon happened uh, and the flooding happened. So you know what I mean. It, it goes along with the the underwater theory as well. Yep. I always thought that it was in the Bermuda Triangle. <clears throat> that's another theory. Yes, yeah, that it's in the Bermuda Triangle. There's a few. There's a few different theories uh, going around about it, and uh, but this one's so compelling because, like, it's just you think like you've seen all the coincidences, and then you see another and another, and people are just finding out new stuff about it all the have time. You heard, and, have you heard that uh, uh, conspiracy about the sort of alternative history of the U.S. that once it was like a uh, like a completely Muslim territory, and they've changed all the names and it, Atlantis. Atlantis is Atlanta. And if you start looking at all the different states, they all have like uh, names that have origins to like Muslim uh, to Arabic, like Cali. Liars, is that what you were talking about? Uh, that was a topic we never did. Like we were supposed to do that uh, last time or the time before that or something. The, the whatever nope. that conspiracy theory nope. is. No, no. Um, that's uh, Tartaria. That's inner earth, yeah, basically, yeah. is what I was talking about. But uh, you guys always this... go on like about topics like this with me in the show, and I, I think they're interesting. But you guys brought the eye of the Sahara, and I'm like, okay, we'll get to it. This week, I go on YouTube, and uh, I really should fucking figure out the clip it is so we can promote the guy. But there was like a 30 minute documentary about it, going like, hey, this is why this is legit. 
and they're bringing up the fact that there's been water found there in the middle of the Sahara that you can see that there's clearly an old river that was there. They have uh, the exact stones that were described in ancient works by like Plato and uh, Aristotle, not Aristotle, what is that fucking guy? Uh, the Romans who were a, uh, they were going over and they were like geologically mapping the whole area and they were mentioning how the rocks were black and red. You go in this area of the Sahara era, fucking rocks are black and red. You got yeah. the blue mineral deposits. You got water deposits. You got that there was fucking water there a thousand years ago. You have it that an aerial view, this perfectly matches Atlantis, where it's got like the fucking little circular land and then filled with a moat and then some more circular land, then a moat. I mean, it's down to the T how this thing is described. Yeah. So usually, guys, when you guys are talking, I'm like, ah, maybe they're crazy. But tonight, I'm 100% with you. So yeah. I'm encouraging so you boys to go into this. So what uh, was, it, was the name Bright Insight? Oh, sorry. Yes, it was actually. Yes, Bork. thank I was gonna, you. That's what I was. Yeah, that's the. Yeah, we'll definitely link that that because it's uh that's the article that got me started on it too, which is the one you gave us, Bro, Bro, um, Borky. Um, but you know, when Plato mentioned it in his texts, right? Uh, this was about three hundred and sixty uh, BC. You know, he wrote that Atlanta, Atlantis was larger than Libya and Asia together. And, you know, it, today in modern day, that's northern Africa and over half of Turkey. Right. And he also went on to say that there existed a confederation of kings uh, of great and marvelous power, which held sway over the island and many other islands and also parts of the continent. So, and then to your point, Brask, he was made up of rings of land and water with bridges extending from the center to the outside, protected by the gates and guards. Um, so the story of Atlantis dates back to the Greek gods, uh, specifically Poseidon, right? So um, Poseidon's a, the, the god of sea and earthquakes and horses. Um, so everything that, like you said, it, there's a lot of coincidences uh, that add up, and then at what point do they stop being coincidences, right? And and are, do you just accept the fact that they may have indeed found Atlantis, right? I think I'm a pretty simple guy. If it walks like a duck, like we were saying earlier with Rick, walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, it's a duck. I mean, the fact that it's so perfectly described, I mean, they show old images of what Atlantis was looking like from these Roman guys that drew it, and from uh, later, I think there was a... I'm trying to remember the country. It was in that article. I think it might have been France that was doing geological. No, it was Spain that was doing geological surveys back in like the 1600s there too. And I'm like, yeah, this fucking looks exactly what Atlantis would look like. So, I mean, if you're just telling me this is it, it's it. It's like at the end of fucking Planet of the Apes. You know, I don't think Heston was going, huh, I wonder if that's a Statue of Liberty. Because, you know, it looks like it. But, uh, you know, I remember there being a bunch of building and shit. They even said that there was Plato even said there was a spring in the very middle, like in the middle yeah. circle, and they found a spring yeah. in that exact spot. It's just it's so much stuff to the point where it's just like I think it's got to be it. I mean, it it has to be. It's just one of those things that it's like it's shocking because I never thought in our time that we'd find fucking Atlantis. I mean, if I was El Dorado, I'd be concerned right now. I mean, you're next on the list. But there's places that are being discovered right now and things that are happening in our world that, like, no one talks about. Everyone talks more about, you know, uh, what's going on with the fucking Kardashians or uh, the fucking Speaker of the House thing, which is hilarious. Which I know Borky kind of wanted to touch on a little bit, which we'll get to here in a little bit. But, I mean, guys, they fucking found Atlantis. 
Yeah, they said, uh, I mean, it's it's crazy because, uh, you know, like we found stuff in the past too, like that, you know, we said it was a myth. And then, so I don't know why we always discount these supposed myths when like there's been many instances of, uh, you know, like the, the Trojan horse story with like the city of Troy. They said that that wasn't real for a long time. And then it turned out that it was. Uh, I saw an article today that uh, they might have found. Uh, this is from 2021, October 2021. But they, th- some people think they found Noah's Ark in Turkey. Um, I don't know. I don't know if that one's real or not. But, uh, I mean, we definitely found some places in the past that, that we thought were not real. And then it turned out that they were. So this mm-hmm. down to, like, the mountains described. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, it just it doesn't. Uh, when you're saying you're talking about Atlantis, uh, in what kind of like, how would you define it? Like, is it? Do you think it's like a, where the gods were, or the alien races, or is it just like a, a city that was submerged? It depends. By water? So, so people have way. When people talk about Atlantis, like oftentimes they're talking about totally different things. Like there are some people who talk about Atlantis as if it's like an under an actual city that's underwater with like mermaids like that's kind of just you know total fiction hokey yeah uh, yeah yeah but there are people who say that it was you know advanced and it did have like hovering whatever then there are people the more co- most co- like graham hancock thinks that it was like um that there was a an advanced civilization but not like advanced advanced just more advanced than we give them credit for at that time and I, so i think like there's like the the capital city of Atlantis, which is w- what this Eye of the Sahara thing is, but it was like a an empire that spanned, um, you know, basically all over the world, sort of like you know the Romans before the Romans, basically. Borky, to add on to what you're saying, and because I'm remembering the video a little bit here, was the fact that the the area that where Atlantis is supposed to be in the Sahara, at the time, was actually the most gold enriched area in the world. That's right. And for yeah. many, many, many years, the guy who ran that territory of whatever the fucking country of Africa they were calling it at that point, because they keep changing the fucking names, whatever the fucking country was where the eye of the Sahara is, was honestly the richest man that's ever been, you know, that's ever lived. Like In they existence. were saying that yeah. fucking you yeah. got that, Lies? Yeah, I did, yeah. Um what was what was the amount? It was a, a completely absurd amount. Um I think it was seven hundred billion dollars was the guy's yeah. fucking net worth comparatively to like Elon gone. Musk is worth like four hundred million, but this guy had like seven hundred billion in gold. So like in it wasn't gold. like fuck around money. It was like, yeah. hey, listen, I got this much. This it was tangible. You could pick it up and hold it. Like it, it wasn't based on some worth on fucking Wall Street. Exactly. Um so like yeah. Mar a Lago is gonna be like the new Atlantis. When when the sea levels rise and like Trump's like uh, golf resort is like submerged in the water. They'll say the the richest man in the world. Yeah, you know, and that's 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 another thing too. Like, you're just looking at a, a, like a blip, right? So you don't know, right? So yeah, exactly. They Marilog well, the go underwater, and and in ten thousand years, when somebody finds remnants of it, they'll be like, "Holy Christ, this guy Buddy. was rich." Yeah. I'm not trying to be an asshole here, but if you ever watch any, you know, I'm not one of those guys that goes, oh, global warming. I'm not one of those people. But at the same time, I can see science. And the science is the water right now is rising. It's been rising for hundreds of years. And it might be a natural cycle. Who fucking knows? But no matter what, it's rising. Yeah. Florida's fucking sea level. 
another two feet of fucking rise. Guess what? Mar a Largo in the next fucking hundred years will probably be underwater. Fucking half of Florida is going to be underwater in the next hundred years. Well, which fucking no Louisiana, wants New Orleans is below sea level. Like, oh yeah, dude, it's fucking over. Like, like people man. don't realize it's like. Uh, you do realize each time one of these storms come in, they keep taking off more land, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely definitely going to happen, but it only applies to you if you live like in those areas. And if you yeah. do, you have to leave. But at the same time, all the global warming extremists are buying beachfront properties. That's so, right. So, yeah, yeah, that's right. Because it, it doesn't matter in their lifetime, kind of thing. Oh no, they they don't give a fuck. Why do they care? They can just build stilts. It just it makes well, me happy that uh, makes me happy that I'm I'm sitting three thousand five hundred feet above sea level right now. I got you close. I'm at twenty two hundred. Nice. Nice. I don't know where where I am. I think. Oh, you're you, fucked. You're in Taiwan. Yeah, just where it's all flat, and they've they've already dig dug like loads of. It's a, like um, Holland, you know. They've they've dug all this irrigation into the into the ground. So there's all these like rivers to fall into and stuff. You guys just better be careful that one day Godzilla doesn't get bored with fucking Japan and just decide to take a turn. That's that's what I'd be concerned about. I wouldn't be concerned about those Chinese, which wasted. I, you know, everyone wants to know where you were, Ben. I mean, here's the story, kids. Wasted's an asshole. Um, we had no communication <laughs> with him the whole time when he was gone. Now we love Wasted, and he knows that. But we had no communication with him. So tonight he goes, but I, I hopped on the YouTube page, and I, I asked about something. I'm like, yeah, you didn't use your name. He goes, no, I used this name. I'm like, well, how the fuck am I supposed to know that's you? And Wasted's logic goes, well, I tried. <laughs> I was, I, I, I'm a ghost. I don't have an identity. Uh, I, was in, I was in Romania helping uh, Andrew Tate, like, set up, like, his yeah. hopes. <laughs> what a story that is, eh? Borky, I want to hear what you have to say about that. This, this guy's getting fucking rolled over here. Um, uh, um, I, you know, I, uh, obviously I don't agree with everything Andrew Tate says, but at the same time, no. I think that he's been also taken out of context intentionally. And I think, I think for the most part, most of what he has to say is, uh, you know, it's going against this narrative that men are awful basically. And he's just, Hey guys, I'm sorry. Um, please continue. But who the fuck is Andrew Tate? Because when you said Andrew Tate, it, the only thing that came through my mind about Andrew Tate was like a picture of Tate Donovan from fucking Love Potion Number Nine. I have no idea who this individual is. Can you, can you Dude, tell like me the, most, the audience uh, who the fuck he is? He's um. He, so he was a kickboxer, and he yeah. basically became like a big, uh, uh, or he was an MMA guy, whatever he was, and he became like a big um social media guy, and basically. You know, they call him misogynistic, whatever. But, uh, but you know, basically, and, and to an extent, some of the things he says, I'm, you know, maybe it goes a little too far. But uh, basically, I, he's sort of like um, um, Jordan more, Peterson. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was, about, I was about to say, yeah, and, he was like. And uh, Luis J. Gomez. He's basically stolen his hairstyle from Luis J. Gomez. He, he's yeah. like your, your, your typical what alpha male sh people think should be right i disagree with that but um you know he's 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 vince be strong and be strong and women should be at home and blah 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 all that stuff and like borky was saying there there's some merit to what he says i don't agree with everything he says but there's some merit to it yeah i went so why do UK. people give a shit 
Because but the other in, side the, says- in the UK, the reason they're making a big fuss about it is because, like in the UK, there's all these classrooms in schools, and all the all the boys in the class watch Andrew Tate YouTube videos, and went and they won't they won't they won't be taught they won't they don't agree to be taught by a woman anymore in the class. So whenever she, so when, that's great. So when they, so when they, whenever she talks, they start talking Andrew Tate stuff at her, and they ask her like, "What color? What color is your Bugatti?" I, I, this is not real. This seems like a made-up oh, story. I, I doubt that. That so much. There's no way that happened. Oh, oh. See, <laughs> no, well, in, in the UK, is happening. They have to it's shut so down some classes because of it. The fact uh, is, the fact is that people like Andrew Tate and uh, Jordan Peterson and people of the likes, society doesn't like those people anymore because they they scare them. They're not submissive. They're not soy boys. They're not free thinkers. And Andrew Tate, Jordan Peterson, all those all those men. That's what they represent, and well, they represent being a strong man and. Some of the ways that they go about it, probably questionable, but I believe in their message. I mean, I'm I'm of the ilk that a man should be a man. And like there's there's there is gender rules and men should be men and women should be women. And I believe that. And I think that creates a stronger society. And I think that Wise. scares people. Yes. Wise, you you going on this little tangent I like, but one thing I wanted to bring up to you is that earlier in the week you sent me a message on Skype. You're like, hey, listen, this is Joe Behar. Oh, what a what a oh, not nice lady. Fine. So since you're going off, I figure, you know, two birds, one stone here. Obviously, sure. she's one of the people that wouldn't like this fellow. She's one of these people so that she, would definitely she probably take despises this man. She probably despises this man because I she she probably feels that he's a threat to her message. And her message is, uh, you know, uh, women. Like, I have no problem I with women in the workplace. Like, I have no problem with women doing stuff. I, I absolutely don't. I think everybody should be entitled to everything. But, you know, Joy Behar, she hates men. And the, her latest rampage that she's going on, um, everybody heard about uh, DeMar Watson of the Buffalo Bills. He collapsed on the field this week. And he almost died. He's doing better now. And uh, he almost died if, if it wasn't for the um, uh, paramedics on the side of the field. He probably would be dead right now. Um, and, of course, now Joy Behar, she goes on saying that heterosexual men are the reason that this happened. Go fuck yourself, Joe, right. Joy Behar. Like, it's bullshit. This happened because they're pro athletes and they're taking their bodies to the fucking extreme. And something unfortunate happened to this man. It has nothing to do with heterosexual males. What? How would? What would it sound like if she had said, um, "This is because of the gay males," or "This is because of the gay community"? Was she talking about AIDS? Exactly. You know what I mean? It's it's okay to bash on heterosexual men, and sh- the reason that football is so rough is because of heterosexual men. You're out of your fucking mind, bitch. What the fuck are know. you talking about? Have you ever seen what is that uh, fucking uh, what's that game that the fucking ladies all play? It's not lacrosse, even though it's like that field hockey. Field Those hockey. Dykes that play field hockey are brutal, dude. Are you telling me that fucking a game of fucking football is going to be any more dangerous than one of those kikes with a fucking bat running around? Or also, or ringette? Do you do you know what ringette is? Do you have ringette? 
something. No, we, I don't know what that is. is ringette is. Uh, it's not as popular anymore because uh, girls have started playing hockey, ice hockey. But when I was growing up, uh, ringette is is it's a, a hockey type game on on skates for girls, and they oh, have Jesus. They have a stick with a, a ring on the ice instead of a puck, and you know, it, it, same thing. It's it's rough. It's tough. They hit. They're fucking. You know, are heterosexual men to blame for that? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Also, Those the dykes, point- I'm telling you right now, man. They're fucking vicious. Have you ever seen? Like, you ever seen a fucking field hockey girl? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. They're fucking. They're mean. I don't know. Fucking this Joey Beha is just. She's just a mean person. What, what is but the also, what she's saying? Well, if you go if you go back to Andrew Tate. Uh, part of the the hoax that happened that has happened uh, basically proves his point. You know, uh, supposedly he he lured like he had six girlfriends going, and he lured them all to, and he realized that he he wanted to like make money for them, make money using them. Yeah, he was wanted to turn them into cam girls. Yeah, so he invited them all. He had six girlfriends. They didn't all know about him, and then they all flew to Romania. And he said he had a, like a you know he set up a special meeting. And he, and he told them all, you know, he told all six of them that, you know, you are all my girlfriends and uh, I want to and you, you don't know about each other. And I'm, I want to put you all to work in this like cam girl in, you know, put you put you to work like a pimp, basically. Uh, and this is what he's been talking about for years. Uh, and and the, the point is that only three of them left. The other three stayed with him. So that kind of proves that what he's doing isn't completely wrong. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Women don't Satan like is, bitch-ass males. Tate has been talking about uh, Satanism and pedophilia of the elite, too. So he's talking about a whole bunch of stuff going on with the Matrix. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's possible. Oh. I mean, listen, I don't want to say he didn't do it. He did do it because I don't know. But I, I definitely think it's possible that they're coming after him. And this all happened after he got into a spat with uh, Greta with Thunberg. Greta Thunberg, and, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's so funny because you go on so like social media is so goddamn fucking toxic. It's it's so horrible. Um, you go on social media and like these people are, are rejoicing and screaming in the streets and celebrating that Greta Thunberg took down the mighty fucking Andrew Tate. It wasn't even that good of a comeback. You know what I mean? Like it was also if he made that comeback to her, like they if he says something about her appearance or sex organs or whatever, yep. that would be body shaming. Right. But yep. when she does it, it's fine. And, you know, listen, men are under attack. And I think Tate goes a little too far in the other direction. But he wouldn't have to if men weren't under attack and they are under attack. And like we even me, you know, being 27, like this stuff doesn't affect us. Right. Really? Like it's just something we roll our eyes at. That when we hear people say, you know, whatever, straight white male, but you got to put yourself in the shoes of someone who's like 20 or 19. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, I went around to one of my friend's houses, yeah, and they have a son, and he was sitting at the, at his, at the table playing chess on his phone, yeah? And I was like, like, I was saying, why are you playing chess? And he said that Andrew Tate told him that playing video games was gay and he needed to, he, you should play chess. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's so, great. <laughs> so, so this, but he he's basically a troll, isn't he? He's a far right reactionary. So yes, to get views, he he's, he goes the extra mile, yes. and he's basically rolled. It's a complete like fabrication, like character. He's basically Jordan Peterson meets Luis J. Gomez meets 
I don't know, like Farrakhan or something. I wouldn't say he's like 100% a troll, but I do think that's definitely an aspect of it. Uh, he's, he's definitely trolling to an extent, but I also think that, you know, you don't get popular just for being a troll. I think a lot of what he's saying is resonating with people. And, uh, you know, like you talk to these, you know, kids, these me- young men and, uh, you know, the, the straight white men who, who are young, like they're just being, you know, they're depressed and they have no faith in themselves and everything they do can be like they're told that they're terrible from the day that they're born. And you got moms who. You know, they have sons and they try to like feminize them. And there's just all this toxicity going on where, you know, gender is under attack and men are under attack and women are under attack, too, just in a different way, a more subtle and almost more insidious way, uh, because their ba- feminism has basically become, you know, we're going to, you know, corporations saying they want you to work when they're not they're not happy working as they would be. Uh, at home doing naturally what a woman does, which is care for and provide. And, uh, you know, Tate, I don't know exactly what Tate says. I don't follow everything he says, but I'm not saying that men are better than women. I, I, like, I think we'd all agree that, you know, men and women are, are different and they have different roles and one's not inherently better than the other. Uh, but what feminism today tells women is that basically in order to be, you basically have to be a man, a subpar yes. man instead of, embracing being Being a woman woman. which is being you know caring and providing for the family and there's nothing wrong with that and they sort of look down on that now it's like you know and that's sort of created that's kind of pushed men to say you're not a man you have to be like andrew tate to be a man that's what i was getting at when i before i went on my tangent that's exactly what i'm getting at yes so what, does, what color is your Bukati? What color is your Bukati? What does that? That's saying like you, if you don't have a Bukati, you you're not a man. You're, yeah, because yeah. that's you what they're it. shouting well, at the teachers. Let me ask a question. Diagnosis of the problem is correct. It's just that his, you know, what he doles out is the answer to it is incorrect in my opinion. It's not like you know get a Bugatti or or whatever. He he's a little too materialistic, but yeah. yeah. People respond to him because he addresses a real problem. I want to ask you a question here, because when you're talking about this and you're bringing up how the world is right now, I I thought to myself, when did it start? And for me, my generation, I'm almost 40 now. I'm in my late, late 30s. And uh, it wasn't like this. And I remember right after my generation, it seemed like the males all had this kind of emo phase. Like all the music, like it went from being like fucking Audio Slave and Velvet Revolver and Disturbed till here's My Chemical Romance and Modest yeah. Mouse. It went from fucking, you know, real rock to fucking fag rock, in my opinion. And like guys all started being emo and expressing their feelings and fucking, you know, they all started having fucking hipster hairstyles and all that weird shit. Like that hipster emo era seems to be kind of what ushered in like a generation of just fucking utter failures of men that have kind of put us in a situation now where our youth is a bunch of fucking pussies. That, that kind of happened with uh, Guns N' Roses, hair metal, then transitioning into Nirvana. Like the difference between Axel and Kurt. Like yeah. basically Kurt would wear a dress and like, and Courtney would be the man in the relationship. And Axel was like beating the shit out of strippers. Yeah, I you know mean, I Axel mean? really is the one to look up to there, I gotta say. But at the same <laughs> time, you know, you might have had that bullshit, you know, with the movement that might have really introduced heroin more to our country than anything, which was the grunge era movement. 
But it kind of seems like we had a nice rebound. There was some toxic male masculinity. I remember we talked about that Woodstock 99 documentary. And I'll, I'll tell you what, those boys in the crowd, they didn't look like guys fucking worrying about wearing dresses. So I, I don't know how we went from the guys chanting for Girls Gone Wild to uh, this now thing where we're all fucking talking about uh, everyone can shit in the same fucking toilet. I, I don't know media, where man. we lost ourselves. Social media. Like, it might be. The that might be the society started when social media became predominant. Look at Twitter. Everybody all of a sudden has a voice. Everybody, they just yep. because you have, just because you can speak, doesn't mean you need to be heard, right? Well, like, well we've, already, like we've already solved. We've already solved this, though, didn't we? Like on the conspiracy. Remember the conspiracy episode? We were saying that uh, social media was a like an MK Ultra program, and that's sure. the Twitter. The, the Twitter files just came out, and they, they've basically been saying that the FBI have been telling the social media what to control the narrative. Absolutely. They right? have. That's right. I mean, I haven't looked into it too deeply, but that's what they're saying. So anything that's happening in the culture is basically it's basically social engineering. Yeah. Just, and that, Bill, Bill Gates and Mark Zuckerberg don't even let their own kids use social media. There was that Facebook insider who was a vice president who came out recently and said, you know, they feel terrible because what they're doing at Facebook is just it's causing anxiety, depression, all this shit. And uh <laughs> In 2014, this, oh, go ahead. Sorry, no, no, just uh, Facebook. Remember Life Life Blog, the the CIA like uh, blog that they were working on, and that shut down the day before Facebook opened. And it's almost like Zuckerberg was put in there by the the CIA to basically steal everybody's data. Zuckerberg has a World Economic Forum uh, connections too. Yes, he does. Yeah. He, he was part the- of their Young Global Leaders program. Yep. Sure is. Well, let me bring so, this up to Liars real quick. Liars, we're talking about how the social media and everything impacted and the manipulation of Facebook and how the CIA is possibly playing out the narrative or whoever the powers that be beat the World Economic Forum. I'm going to bring this up to you. Do you remember back, I think it was 2012, when that uh, that cunt bitch took over the Howard Stern show as executive producer and pretty much turned Howard Stern in from being the radio shock jock legend he was? Even though I think he was kind of shitty the last few years before then, into a social justice warrior, fucking read whatever the uh, company line is, soy boy. Do do you remember that? I think her name is Tracy. uh, hmm. Something with a T, yeah. Tracy something. Do you know what I'm talking about, Jane or Liars? No, I'm going to look it up right now. She I know was the one who about. took over. She took over uh, the show, the Howard Stern show, I believe, in 2012 or 2013. Tracy was, Grow? Uh, Wasn't no. she his like therapist or something? Not not therapist, but she was. Uh, she had some sort of relationship. I might be wrong about this, but she had some sort of relationship with Howard, like outside of the show. It was a media, like public relations type of thing that she Tracy had. Tracy Millman? Been. No. It's like Tracy Turk, Tracy something like that. Well, well. Tracy Guns? No. God, <laughs> I'm going to fucking murder every last one of you. Um, so, but dude, anyways, I'm actually, I'm looking at, I'm looking at people that work with Howard Stern right now. And like, I've got the two people I just said, and you said no. So, um, I don't know. Um, I'll, I'll find it one second. It All definitely right, so, seems like he's like compromised. Yeah. But whatever. when she came in there, she came in there and she turned over the whole show. So Artie left and then Artie left. She decided, okay, we, we're not going to replace Artie. Then she's like, hey, you know, Gilbert Gottfried, yeah, we can't have him on anymore. He's too controversial. We can't have the people on the Stern Show that used to make the Stern Show the Stern Show. We can't have the Whack Pack no longer is known as the Whack Pack. Now they're all got, like, fucking names. Like, you know, instead of Eric the Midget, it was Eric the Actor. 
instead of fucking uh, you know what was the uh, the fucking Gary the retard. Yeah, Gary, Gary the retard is Gary the champion. I mean, they decided to change the show around in such a manner and fashion where Howard went from before kind of being, you know, your shock jock that was famous, a little bit full of himself, but he was kind of a common man's voice. He was the gator to talk, you know, what the guy who's working the 40 hours a week fucking driving the old fucking car does. You know what I mean? And it completely changed when this lady took over and they put it, uh, put the show in a position and put Howard in a position where he changed. And it's never been the same. You like Gene R. Liars. I know you are a fan. Yeah. Uh, you didn't huge. notice this. Well, I think I, w- I wasn't listening to the show anymore um, at that point. Uh, I stopped listening shortly after Artie left. Um, I just, I was devast- Honestly, I was devastated when Artie left, and I didn't feel the show was complete anymore, and I felt it was missing something. So I, I slowly waned off it, and uh, my Sirius subscription expired. I never renewed it. Um, I did listen to it recently, and it's it's painful now i mean it's he's so he's so pasteurized that it's 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 not howard stern anymore didn't he do an interview with uh hillary like he does interviews with like hillary clinton and stuff now doesn't he he's 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 gone he's he's always been very liberal he's always been a liberal and you know in the past it was it was amusing and he's almost like neoliberal now and um it's it's too far. He's gone too far. It's not it's not exciting anymore. I think her name is like Marcy Tark, by the way. <coughs> What's her name? Has- Marcy Tark. Marcy Tark. Yep. So Marcy Tark. I think, ne- I think uh, Stern now he has like a from from the limo or his car that drops him off at his building or something. Uh, he has his own. He's got his own like elevator and his own corridor where he doesn't have to meet anybody on the way to the studio. He didn't even go into the studio until a couple months ago. He worked from COVID. He stayed Uh, in his apartment for two years, two, three years. You think he has like some kind of heart condition or something? No, it's because of COVID. He was scared of uh, COVID. Yeah, no, but does he have like underlying conditions or something where he'd be extra scared? He just has OCD. He's a germaphobe. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. he's a a bald, wig-wearing... I think closeted homosexual, which we've discussed on the show about his relationship with the hairdresser. But I mean, when Marcy Turk took over, he became PC Howie. And what you guys were talking about with how Joy Behart's demanding everyone be PC and how they're demanding that men can't be men anymore and women have to be, you know, shit versions of men, which, hey, lady, if you want to be a football player, God bless you, go try it. But you don't have to make everybody that way. Like, I understand what you guys are saying, and I hope the audience does, where what our message is, is they're trying to make girls in the men. Like they're telling women, you have to be as good as a man at everything that uh, we do. It's not fair. It's not right. At the same time, I don't think it would be right if, uh, you know, they said to men, Hey, listen, you gotta be as good as women at some shit. I mean, I don't think guys would be really good at childbirth to be quite fucking frank with you. We don't have that kind of in our DNA or our system to kind of deal with that shit. Uh, so, you know, there's many different subjects and many different thoughts on it. Gene, our liars. I know you have some more topics this evening. Can we hit one? Yeah, I'm just finishing up with this Marcy Turk stuff. Uh, Howard Stern, actually, I guess he went on some kind of diatribe on on his show about uh, people um, hating on him now because of Marcy Turk. And um, he basically went on to say that 
it's still his show and the subjects that are going where he wants them to go and stuff. And Marcy has nothing to do with anything. And he's got it. Like people are complaining. He's got his woman in there and she calls the shots on the show and she won't let him do this or do that. And like, I guess he, he went off on people for, and this is recently for, for doing that. But you know, I don't know, man, Howard Stern is, uh, Howard Stern is, is, is not what he used to be. And I understand people get older and, you know, whatever. I just, I, I just wish there was a, a way to um, uh, readily access his older shows. I wish they weren't. It's owned called YouTube, by, dude. By the you way, can't get um, old Stern shows on YouTube. What the fuck are you talking about? You can get like the not whole fucking. But you can. Yeah. What? Yeah, I, mean, I watched one with Slash. Yeah, By the way, Junior uh, Liars, hold on. We're not hold on. We're not going to develop the show into Boomer Hour where we discuss how you don't understand how to use YouTube. But yes, no, no, I, show, I didn't. I just I I remember searching on YouTube and I didn't. Nothing came up. So I, I don't know. They always maybe. take him down. He's uh, he's very vigilant about okay. taking down. But YouTube they go right back up. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No. All okay. Right. So way, anyways, what's our next cool. topic? Okay. Yeah. So, Steven Tyler was in the news recently. Yeah. Uh, did you guys see that? I did. Yeah. So this is nothing like this. It's it's weird because the story's not new, and he even talks about it in his book. Um, about uh, I believe it was 1975, just after their first album came out, and they were touring, and. He he befriended a I believe she was sixteen years old at the time and he was they were they were a couple like he was what twenty five I think and she was sixteen and they were a couple and he actually tried to to get uh, like I don't I don't want to say ownership because that's the wrong word but uh, he tried to get right. her away from her parents and and have him be responsible for her because he wanted to take her on tour with her and now this is all public knowledge and everything and. Uh, everything, whatever, it's all in the past. And how? Uh, sorry, not Howard Stern. Uh, Steven Tyler was in a relationship with this girl. Blah blah blah. So I guess it was about two weeks ago. Now she decided to sue him, uh, or uh, for sexual misconduct, what it was. But it, it, it's interesting that all these years later, it's it's now time. And I mean, sure, what you have trauma. Wasn't fucking. I know the fact that Vince McMahon married Linda McMahon when she was like fucking fifteen, and he was like seventeen. And I know for a fact, fucking, didn't, it was, how old was Nancy Reagan when she married fucking Ronald Reagan? I don't I mean, think age. I think he, she's claiming that uh, there was an assault. Okay, assault, so yeah. wait a second. You're telling me 16-year-old girl who's a rock fan groupie, lead singer of, like, the newest hot rock band, she wasn't throwing himself at him or herself at him. Common and, sense, uh, no? in the In the book, uh, Walk This Way, the, that uh, Aerosmith bio, uh, biography, is it? Yeah. It yeah. came out at the same time as the dirt, around the same time. Yeah. Uh, in that, there's a whole there's a whole section of that book talking about that girl and how he was living with her. Yeah. You know, for for weeks, months, off tour basically. When they weren't on tour, he was living with this, and uh, he was a, like a full scale junkie. Yeah. And you wanted to marry her. Yeah. Sorry, there's a, about to be um, something's about to run out where like she has to do the lawsuit. It's like now or never, basically. 
Uh, that's your limitations. I thought it's 25 years. At least that's what I like growing up. That's like common knowledge. At least it is up in these coast. because a law is about to change or something like that. I forget exactly what I, but I read something. I don't think it's statute. Maybe it's statute limitations, but I think it's like, they're about to change legislation or something. I don't know. Listen, but, we're not here for, we don't want to ever pick on a victim and we always feel bad for anyone who was a victim of these things, but we're also not going to be retarded here and go, okay, so like waste. Thank you for adding the information that Steven Tyler was a fucking junkie at the time. Admitted they were living together. He was a junkie. The parents knew they were fucking living together. It doesn't yeah. really seem like she was being held hostage yet. It wasn't like, oh. yeah, he kept me in the basement and he he come back from the shows, you know, on you know, untie me from my duct tape and rape me. It sounds yeah. more like, oh, we used to go out together every night and I could be at the shows and afterwards we'd go home. It so well, oftentimes my, someone gets bitter later on that the whole thing happened and then it's like they turn it into like they were cool with it at the time and then later on they turn it into, well, I'm not cool with it anymore. But that doesn't really matter. Like if you're not cool with it anymore like deal with it you can't turn around and say but i'm not saying anything one way or the other i don't know i mean there are people who are married that you know just because they were she was willingly there doesn't mean he didn't do something sketchy and i mean like i remember watching american idol and uh the dude definitely likes him on the younger side because they would have like 16 year olds auditioning and he'd be like openly flirting with them on tv yeah and uh like you know and like you know going at it pretty hard too you and, do realize uh, he's an extremely tiny 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 human being like i mean he's probably about five foot three maybe 120 pounds he is very very small yeah and he looks like, like a i've, I've met so. him in person he's right behind me at a movie going to a movie and he is fucking really really tiny i don't think he's going to be able to force his will on anyone except maybe a fucking oompa loompa <laughs> Hey, my my question in all this and, and a lot of these my question in a lot of these cases are what's what's the end game like what's I think by, Dorothy said it she Brittany, wants money is <clears throat> better is it like then then you get older yeah and then you realize that you didn't get anything out of that relationship whereas he's like a multi he's a millionaire or something and he's still rich but you're She's probably like, I don't know, homeless. There's also currency in being a victim. Yeah, yes. He plays the victim fucking card better than anyone I know. And this is not the shit on Miser. But there's people that actually enjoy like, oh, I get to be the victim and be wronged on this. I can be justified. And that's, you know, some people dig that shit. Some people want drama and toxicity in their lives. So their lives are not boring. There's also, because, yeah, there's a whole network set up, isn't there, to support you and tell you. There's a lot of kind okay. of, uh, the, uh, not propaganda, but all around the um, uh, Epstein case, yeah, when they all would, they all kind of got their day in court, you know, they all said they were scared to come out because they, how they'd be tre- treated, you know. So there is now like a support system waiting to help them to do it. Think about Amber Heard, for example, as well. I like to be Amber, Amber Heard's uh, support system. I'd support yeah, her very well. Just make sure she doesn't shit anywhere. Um, are, are you guys getting cuts where like you hear like uh, silence every now and then? Because like I keep. Um, yeah, hearing. it's because how yeah. it's our, our recording sometimes where the host, which is liars, his internet might bounce because right now we're in North Carolina, Calgary, uh, Taiwan, and Jersey. So you know. Right. Microsoft is not the uh, you know the king all and be all. 
you guys notice how like people will put um like on their Twitter like that they're mentally like this used to be stuff like you when I was in high school like you never talked about this shit like right like I wouldn't put like I have OCD go around advertising it but nowadays like you have people on TikTok like pretending to have mental illnesses they don't even have so like yes. going to like the currency and victimhood thing it's become something where it's it's almost like they don't want to they want an excuse for not accomplishing anything in life or for not being where they think they should be. And so instead of like, instead of promoting a society where you work hard to like obtain your goals, it's more so like, I'm going to make an excuse for not being able to obtain my goals, whether that's I'm mentally ill or I was assaulted as a kid or my parents were mean to me. And, and even that stuff, even when it's true, it's like, you know, the attitude back in the day, decades ago, used to be like, okay, it doesn't matter what cards you were handed, like, suck it up and don't throw a pity party for yourself and, you know, get get your life together. And now it's the opposite. Now it's like, I don't need to do anything because life's not fair. So I'm just going to sit on my ass and bitch about it until the end of time. I, I oh, think... Yeah. Don't go ahead, wasted. No, it's just, I was going to say that, like, it's the same kind of thing, isn't it? Like the victim, victim culture. They're, they're being encouraged. There's like a sort of cultural cachet in that, that you can use that as leverage in all situations. Like, you know, like even in your in your company, you know, you can if you, you know, if you fit into the right category, then you can you can use that to, even though they, it looks like they're trying to not do anything they're kind of basically playing the game because that's what they've been told gets rewarded. Like Amber Heard or they're all, it's all filtering down, isn't it? From the, from the like opinion leaders in the media, then the, the kids are like realizing, Oh, if I say this, then I'll, you know, I'll be like Greta Thunberg. So, yeah. so that gives exactly. you like a, gives you power. It, exactly. So just this week I read a book, um, by a doctor, Russell van der Kolk, I think his name is. It's called The Body Keeps the Score. It's brain, mind, and body in the healing of trauma. And this man's a psychiatrist. He's dedicated his life to um, his field and uh, different researches and uh, different types of therapy and whatnot. And, you know, he... He he's pro medicine. Obviously, he talks about it in a book and how um, he he he's very he'll he'll prescribe medicine to help people. But you know, he mentions more than once in the book how it's it's kind of out of control right now because um, everybody knows about big pharma. Everybody knows that some doctors that the kickbacks that they're getting and all this. And you know, he he said it's 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 a it's a dangerous spot we're in because. There, a lot of doctors are very eager to to not diagnose anything anymore. They'll just give medication to mask problems. And you know, um, one of the he kept going back to Prozac in the book on how um, when Prozac came into prominence uh, a few years ago, uh, it, it was they did studies on it and it was very effective at um, helping people that had suffered trauma in the past. And uh, so then they decided to, to start giving it to veterans that were suffering from PTSD. And their studies found that while Prozac works very well for people that have suffered um, abuse, 
uh, whether it be sexual, verbal, whatever it was when they were children, it was very effective at, at, at helping them. But when it came to soldiers also dealing with trauma, Prozac didn't work as well. Actually, it actually hardly worked at all on, on this type of trauma. But doctors found out that it was very helpful for quote unquote trauma and just decided to start prescribing it to everybody. As somebody lies who took Prozac for close to a decade. Okay. And I quit Prozac, I want to say in October of this year or of last year. Um, It makes, if I took a high dosage of it and I quit cold turkey, which my doctor was not happy with me about doing. Yeah. Yeah, he mentions but, he mentions quitting Prozac cold turkey in the book. Yeah, go on. I uh, it makes you if you're taking a high doses of it, it slows you down. And what I mean by that is it makes your fastball not fast. It it makes you able to deal with shit that's going on a lot better yep. because you you can reflect and you can it doesn't affect you as much at that time. It doesn't let the mass explosion happen and kind of in my in my experiences kind of made like if something happened that really bothered me instead of it being something that was really something that upset me it made it upset me but it was just over a duration of time yeah now i have ocd and i have anxiety whatever i don't give a fuck it is how i am my ocd i've actually got under control really well um something i've worked on fucking you know nobody's perfect but i found that prozac um it put a shit ton of weight on me it, that's one uh, of the that's one of the side effects. It yes. It made me not as honest as a person. It didn't make me it took away my ability to reflect a lot. So and I have now been off of it since October and I have uh, I felt a lot better mentally in the last 2 months than I have in a very very long time. I feel I have some more clarity. I can reflect more. I feel like I'm a better person not being on it. Now so, this isn't to discourage people from using it. But from my own personal experiences, I feel that it's a medication that masks who you are and prevents you from dealing with the shit that's actually going on. So he actually touched upon that exact what you're talking about. So it, like you said, it masks the problem. So along with prescribed, so this is what doctors are, are not doing nowadays is they're very eager to prescribe it because it masks the problems, right? But it doesn't deal with the the actual trauma so you're you're like you said it made you feel better but you still had this underlying stuff where it's not resolved because you're not in therapy to deal with the the initial reason why you went in instead they just they just said okay this is what you have i'm going to give you this and you're going to go on your way and you're going to feel better which in the short term probably works so getting back to what we talked about you know um, I think a lot of people like I'm, I'm, o- I'm OCD, like, like Borky was saying, I'm OCD on Twitter, right? And they're, they're, they're not really OCD. A lot of people are self-diagnosing themselves nowadays because for whatever reason, they're insecure about who they are. Maybe, maybe they're, they've been prescribed. Like he was talking about some babies as young as fucking nine months old being prescribed 
uh, antidepressant medications by doctors. Because well, they do cry often. So I do that's because, yeah, exactly. Their mother couldn't control them because they were crying. They're fucking newborns, man. You've been there, Brasky. Newborns cry all the time, man. Now, listen, this time. isn't this isn't how I raise my son. And I, my wife has done an amazing job being a mother and all credit goes to her. But when I was a baby, my dad would tell me hey, when I was older, he goes, yeah, when you cried, I just fucking... Uh, I dip my thumb in some fucking scotch and rub it in your fucking teeth and your gums. I'm like, what the fuck? He's like, yeah, that's how shit was back then. You shut up. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's the, it's the self diagnoses that people are doing. And you know, it's, it's the availability of prescription drugs that mask problems that are often misdiagnosed to begin with. And, you know, I think people, I don't know. People don't want to k- take control of anything anymore, so they see other people getting this, and that's what they want, right? And they're not like, respectable. For instance, our boy Wasted. Wasted, I don't know what mental issues he has. I don't know if he has any. But I know that he's not a fucking Prozac user. I know he's not taking pills. You know why? Wasted has dedicated his life to being drunk. So Wasted's figuring an outlet <laughs> for him is alcohol. So anytime anything's going wrong, like, hey, Wasted, if a bird shit on you, what's your response? Uh, down a can. See? Fucking wasted. Wasted's figured out life. If you live life wasted, you never have an opportunity to look back. Am I wrong, wasted? Uh, no, but you can also just use, like, a confidence or arrogance. You know? Yep. You can use but, that. You, you can just be confident about everything, and then if shit goes wrong, then you just move over to arrogance. <laughs> can you give us an example of how to do that, wasted, for the audience? My entire life? <laughs> yeah, it, what's the what's what's the what's the it's better to beg for forgiveness than ask for permission. <laughs> well, yeah, it's just uh, you start off from a confident, you know, you can do this, you can whatever it is you want to do. When you fuck it up, you just you know act as if it wasn't your fault and uh, exactly. blame someone else. And then you don't actually you don't have any like you don't feel depressed about anything, do you? You don't feel bad about anything anyway. Waste, knowing how you are and knowing that the audience is just dying for more wasted info, and Jesus Christ, talking about, you know, mental illness and depression, I mean, the fat cast did some great things. We saw some great changes in 2022. One of the only good things of the year that I can personally say is our dear friend Broski fucking kicking Fent. I mean, Borky, we are so fucking proud of you, and we mean that truthfully, that everyone from the fat cast, everyone in the community, dude, we are fucking proud of you. It's something that you get to speak and have an opinion because you know what, man? You walk the fucking walk. Now, Wasted, you being wasted. Yeah. Decided to fucking take off to La La Land, wherever the fuck you went, all right? Romania. Did you bang any broads? Uh, no, but I was abducted by, like, two Anunnaki hookers on the on the plane. Okay, and we I, need details. I had, I had to join the, uh, the incel Mile High Club. No, I just okay. I like I booked an aisle seat on the plane, and when I got there, there was this kind of like really this sort of like Indian model-looking girl sitting in my seat, and uh, I was like, I think this is my seat, and she said, well, you know, can uh, can you just sit there? That's my seat. So I just so I just went, oh, I don't care, okay. So I sat there, and then another, and then and all these people are coming onto the plane, and then another girl came down, and she was like. She looked like uh, kind of Jessica, uh, Chast- you know, Jessica Chastain or yep. uh, Chrissy Meyer. Like she's like a redhead. She's like wearing like basically like some weird plain clothes, like made out of polyester. She's wearing Crocs. Everything's pink. 
and you can see that she's like wearing like black underwear underneath, you know. And so I'm sitting between these two like girls on takeoff, like the hair on my arm is touching both of them because I'm really big. So the hair on my arms is like touching both their arms. I'm like fully erect. <laughs> so I don't know if there's a cabin pressure or something, but when we got like up to like some sort of altitude, I, it was like somebody like spiked my drink with like Bluetooth or something. I just like I had such a like massive hard on because I'm like I'd never seen like normally because I'm in Taiwan I don't really see like white girls or Indian girls. I'm just like wedged between these two like basically basically models, and uh, yeah I had to go to the had to go to the bathroom and like relieve myself. So I was like trying to jerk off in the in the in the toilet of, of the plane. But there's all these people like knocking on the door, you know. And I totally, like, completely missed the sink, and it went all up onto the mirror. You know they have, like, a mirror? So I was using, like, paper towels trying to, like, get the cum off the mirror. Why the fuck would you jerk off in the sink? <laughs> I, was, I was just, I was just trying, I was in on a plane, you know? I just, there was nowhere else. Why not the actual toilet or, like, a tissue or something, man? Come I don't on, know, I had my hands. People gotta wash their my... hands in the sink. I know, so I totally missed, and I hit the mirror. That's even yeah. worse. <laughs> so, so the whole the whole flight, I kept going back to the toilet, and I was like working on kind of getting this kind of to come off, come off the mirror. <laughs> Welcome back, wasted. <laughs> you know, the show was missing something. We weren't whole, but uh, we're back. We're fucking back. <sighs> wasted. Oh, wasted. So don't do that. I don't know if it's <laughs> illegal. I don't don't try to jerk off. But there was nothing I could do. You know, I'm just sitting between like two models on a plane for like eight hours. Well, folks, now you know what to do if you're sitting on a plane with uh, two models for eight hours. Uh, Borky. Yeah. Oh, by the way, man, I appreciate what you said about uh, me quitting Fed, but give yourself some credit too for uh, getting off Prozac, especially cold turkey and by the way with any of those kind of medications i don't know about prosac specifically i've never taken it but uh, cold turkey often isn't like the best way to go sometimes you really want to wean yourself down or you could have some bad reactions to it but uh nonetheless man uh quitting that stuff i mean did you have an easy time like did you have any side of i would imagine you had some kind of side effects or something a little bit but it wasn't wasn't too bad i mean i don't take any behavioral medication now i take uh two fucking things for my blood pressure and then i got one for an anxiety one which it's like it's just it's a beta blocker it's called enderol so basically like uh or it's profanol is what i take it's enderol is the generic name i believe it just uh reduces like if you're really stressed it'll calm you down like it's not a fucking um, benzo or any bullshit like that. So I was prescribed that too a while ago. Yeah, I don't. I don't take it anymore though. I'm but yeah, it's it just kind of helps. I mean, overall, yeah, man, I feel a lot better. My mind's a lot clearer. I have goals for uh, myself. I have goals for this program. Uh, I feel whole now. I mean, with you know, with wasted being back and lives being here and Fran's working behind the scenes, the fat cast finally feels like the fat cast again, which makes me happy. Um, we're working on some things that we're going to uh, talk about to you, the audience here very soon, uh, regarding the fat cast, we're going to be making some, uh, some exciting news. So, uh, yeah. we'll get that to you as soon as we know. 
uh, Broski, as soon as we're comfortable giving out the information, we're definitely uh, we're de- definitely want you to be uh, a part of it. Um, but instead of that, uh, Gina Liars, there's a rumor that you might have done some AMAs this week. I was just going to say, the return of the AMAs is here. We got some this week. Holy fucking uh, shit. You know, I, I was thinking about it over the break that we had, and oh. I miss them. I miss them a lot. And we miss you, audience. I know you guys don't think this, but we give a fuck about you. And, you know, right. I think you're going to see here in the next month that we actually do give a shit. But, uh, you know, we're sorry the hooker fund didn't happen. Uh, look at the other parties involved is all I can say. And yeah. then the odd porno. We're just waiting for Odd to tell us, hey, he's ready to go. Odd, we love you. We don't know if you're uh, uh, a little bit, um, how do I say, uh, shy now. But uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, but either way, brother, if it's something you're not comfortable with, we still love you. You're still do our fucking intro. But uh, hit us with some AMAs. We got Waste sure. in the house. We got Bork in the house. We got some good fucking uh, commentators. So let's go. Fucking right. So Frank Drebin on badapplesforum.com. Look for the subsection. AMAs. Ask me anything. It's there, and it's and I'm checking it daily. So this one goes back to December 20th. This is when it really started rolling. That I think we should start getting Ooh. the AMAs back, back up and running. Frank Drebin wants to know what are the chances of Izzy and Steven being involved in any future recording or tours? Must have enough loot to go around now, surely. Unless plan is to release CD2, whatever, and then AFD5 album later, or who the fuck knows. Boys? I, I think I was... maybe it could be a one-off. I don't, I, I don't know. Um, it seems like they're focusing on the CD stuff, so I guess I don't think anytime soon. But I could see uh, Izzy possibly coming down for some shows and maybe like a couple... Stephen guesting again, and I, I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of just you can sort of see it happening like a big something, like a residency or a, a huge show somewhere where they just it's but it's like their last, it's the last ticket they've got, isn't it? It's like a golden ticket. Yeah, they I can, can see that. They, so whenever whatever they're doing now plays out in whatever way, maybe they would do it. But will one of them die, and then they then they do some weird like reunion show? They don't I, need the money. The problem is they don't really need the money. I would say we are further away from that now than we were in 2014. 2016, it basically was just is he agreeing on money and it was going to happen. But the way the Adler situation happened, went down and uh, the way that he hasn't been around the band at all in the last few years, and is he still is he? Uh, I would say um, maybe a 5% chance in the next three years of that happening, maybe less than 5%. I personally think as when we had Trockley on uh, the last show we did, where me and Tim were discussing the fact that, listen, once Axel gets the publishing rights back, he's sitting on like seven, $800 million. Yeah. Axel doesn't have to do anything Axel doesn't want to do. Axel only does Guns N' Roses right now because it makes a shit ton of money doing live stuff. He likes the band. He loves performing with Duff. Like, him and Duff are super tight. But, you know, him and Slash are just business partners, man. They don't do interviews together. The band's, you know, my personal opinion, if you're a GNR fan, you know, woohoo, you're going to get Atlas and perhaps next or this year. I mean, that's not enough for me anymore. And uh, if that's enough for you guys, cool. But uh, I don't know anything because guess what? Most people that give a shit about this band, even the hard, hardcores, are losing interest. So uh, yeah. that's kind of 
you know, it's kind of my thoughts on the matter. Do you got that's, another uh, question? That's exactly my thoughts as well. I'm with you. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, Izzy, um, usually, I'm on an Izzy uh, fan group on Facebook. So I try and keep up to date with what's going on with all of them, just a lot for the show. And Izzy has a Twitter account, and he usually tweets um, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. He has for the past couple of years. He didn't even do that this year. So he is being even more silent than he than he has been in the past. So um, I think he's happy. I think exactly. he's very happy with what exactly. he's doing in life. Yep, I think he's happy. I think he's he's getting money. He's money in the bank. He's living life, and I, I don't think he gives a fuck. So I, I don't see it happening. And Guess what? Every user illusions box set that sold Izzy Stradlin's getting himself a piece. Fucking right, he is absolutely. And as for Adler, you know what? I I really think Adler's doing his own thing, man. And I think with him staying sober is probably the most difficult thing to keep up with. And you know, I, I if it if it takes Adler not being there to stay sober and to stay alive, well then I'll I'll take Adler not being there because I. I'll you tell know. you this right now: for anybody that's Guns N' Roses related, anybody that you know, Slash, uh, the band itself, Duff, any side projects, Richards and uh, Franks, if you're going to see anybody live and you're going to pay money, Adler's Appetite is by far the best band to pay for. Stephen Adler's band gives you the best show. It's cheap. I know we've said this on the Fat Cast before, but you're going to get a hell of a show, and it's not going to break the bank. And the way the world is right now, that's the way to go. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the Linguini Incurrence has hey. a question. How you doing, Linguini? We have, has a question for each of us. He wants to know, what is the one thing you regret the most in your life, either something you did or something you didn't do? I think mine's obvious. Um, you know, getting involved with the cunt who uh, introduced me to, uh, you know, heroin, opiates, have heroin, and, uh, you know, a bunch of other shit too with that bitch. And, uh, yeah, uh, getting involved with all that shit is uh, the biggest regret of my life, obviously. So, yep. understandable, understandable. Braski. Uh, I guess. I can't really pick out one moment in particular. I'm sure if I sat down and made a list, I could probably pick out the number one. But I guess overall, uh, you know, biggest regrets in life is uh, missed opportunities for me to be the man that I want to be. And by that, I want to be a kind and honest man. And that's really, you know, I know I might come off as the most loud, obnoxious asshole I've ever heard. And I probably am. But at the same time, uh, deep down in the heart of my hearts, I, you know, I just want to be your your Homer Simpson type, you know, just happy go lucky. And at times I know I haven't made that easy in my life. and I've made poor decisions that have resulted in me not being able to be that way. So I wish I uh, I wish I could have done that. I wish, you know, I'm 38 right now. Uh, I'm happily married. I have a wonderful son. I can't complain about that. Uh, but I wish that I was uh, I made better decisions with my finances a few years ago. And, uh, you know, I had a bankruptcy that really sucked. I kind of wish I avoided that. I wish I could buy my family a home right now. But that's something I'll do in the future. There's a lot of regrets I have, but I look at it with a lot of optimism, too, that uh, I'm at least maturing enough to realize that, you know, I do make some good decisions and that, uh, 
I can make better ones in the future. So that might be gay, but it's uh, kind of what not. I'm thinking. It's not. What about you, Wasted? Um, well, <clears throat> I, once I had, like I remember I had this can, I, I made a big mistake of trying to make pasta with this can of Spam once that was like oh. 10 years, that was like oh. 10 years out of date. Oh. You know, like you know, like the day before you leave a like a flat or something, you clear out all the cupboards, and then oh, the yeah. next morning you're going to leave. Well, I found this can of spam in the fridge, and I thought, what? You know, it's only ten years out of date. It's a can, so I'm going to like I chopped it up, I made spaghetti, and then I, I fried it, and then I mixed it, and then I found this like stuff oh. in the fridge called yellow. It was called yellow spread. It wasn't butter. It was called yellow spread. So it's like a margarine vegetable oil mix. Yeah. And I oh. used that to fry the spam, oh. and then, and then, and then I put it. I mixed it all together, and the, it was like the last thing I did. Like at night, I oh. ate it, and then in the morning, I just woke up and I had the most explosive like diarrhea. It was like the diarrhea was actually green, and just like luminous color. It was like bright green, and it, it was just like it was. And as every time it came out, it like cut my asshole in half. And I did that for I could I couldn't even get in the taxi to leave to go to my next apartment. I had to stay in the room for another day just shitting. So if you ever find a can of spam in the cupboard that's ten years out of date, don't cook it and eat it. Are there people in the background laughing at you? Uh, no, they're just coughing. Oh, okay. Because they love. Hold on. Here's the funny thing. Wasted was delayed, so he got back like fucking two weeks ago. But he's like, oh, yeah, I had COVID. Like, and I, I'm, like, really sick still. I'm like, oh, that's great. I'm like, you okay to do the show? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm just, you know, a little half energy. Meanwhile, behind him, he's got a bunch of fucking, uh, you know, slant eyes going, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Horrible. Well. Christ. Um, that fucking chink flu's coming back. <laughs> uh, I, it's going to be hard to follow that one up. Uh, so... Regrets? I don't know. Frank Sinatra. I have a few. Um, you know, I, a while ago, a few years Hold on, ago. Lies. You don't regret fucking me and Mafia after we had a, uh, what was that, a four-year partnership where every time we knew our roles, we'd contact each other. <laughs> and then one time during Val's hosted Mafia Saw, you fucking stabbed me in the back and fucking twisted that knife. It was a game, Brasky. It was a game. What about that time in the... It's never a game. <laughs> in the red light district. Do you regret anything like that? Nope. Um, no, you know what? I, I'll be honest. Um, no, I don't regret anything in the red light district. Anything. Oh, I regret something involving a hooker. So I was down in Costa Rica. And here's <laughs> Dumbraski. And there was a German hooker. Oh, man, I should have fucked her. But nope. Fucking, fucking didn't have the balls on me I had now. Fucking young and dumb Brasky sucked. <laughs> you know, I used to regret a lot of things from my past. And then I kind of just let them go. Because at some point in your life, you just realize that you can't change the past. And to re have regrets, it it does more harm to you than it does good. But if, if, I, could, if I could take one, and I'm, it's going to sound like a cliche. I, I wish I went to university, to be honest with you. Um, Oh, I went dude. to college. I did go to college um, after high school, um, but that was more of uh, just because I, you know, I, I wish that I had, I had 
focused more on what I liked and subjects that I liked and pursued them at a uni- at a university level just to not necessarily because I want the degree but more because I want the knowledge of there's a lot of things that I like and there's a lot of things that I know a lot about but there's also some subjects that I don't know so much about and I wish I could have um just focused more and and honed in on it a little bit more and just become a little bit more knowledgeable about certain things um you know it it takes a lot of it takes a lot of discipline and a lot of dedication to complete a four-year program it, it it just does right i mean i want you to know right now that thomas meadows has a fucking master's degree exactly i exactly. want you to know that our boy tommy last year yeah got his master's degree and so like that's suck it. that's fucking awesome you know what oh, I mean? By the way, Tommy Meadows will be returning soon to the Flatcast and uh, to other <laughs> ventures. Yeah. But, uh, Gene R. Liars. Yeah. I'm just itchy. How many more AMAs do we got? Because we got more topics, too. So we better fucking start lightning rounding these motherfuckers. Right. Uh, Face Kicker wants to know what a buddy movie starring Miser and Ragnar would look like. Right. Face Kicker, welcome back to Face Kicker. It's good to see you posting on the forum. Welcome back, buddy. I thought the fucking Russians drafted them. I mean, they were drafting all the fucking prisoners. I thought they then were starting to go for the fucking Russian sympathizers. I love you, Face Kicker. You know I do. But goddamn, dude. You got you called that one wrong. But <laughs> uh, he's correct. Oh no. Sorry. What's that? No, he's right. About Russia? Yeah. Okay, so me and Borky are gonna go after this in a second, so um but if we're thinking about that, Miser, if you really want to know who Miser is to a kid, just down to his pure essence, he's Woody Allen. You know, I don't think he fucks kids like Woody Allen does, but he's Woody Allen. So you want to cast Woody Allen, and then you're thinking Ragnar. So you know what I'm thinking? If you ever seen the remember the movie uh, uh, Gone in 60 Seconds? Yeah. You remember Cage. the silent motherfucker that didn't talk? Yeah. Vinnie Jones. I'm thinking Ragnar's. I think you cast Vinnie Jones as Ragnar, and you do it kind of. You know, you make sure that you know he he's, he doesn't take a bath or two for a week, and uh, you know, you you got you got yourself a fucking Woody Allen, Vinnie Jones, just buddy cop movie that can't go wrong. It's going to be about hairlines and murdering and raping of ghosts. It's going to be great, Ragnar. I fucking miss you. Now, Broski, h- how is this uh, whole uh, Russian thing? Uh, you know. How how is Face Kicker right in that the Russians are gonna fucking destroy Ukraine and it was gonna be a quick yeah. war and blah blah blah. Tell me tell me how he's right. Well, uh, what ex- what exactly do you want me to defend? All, all I'm saying that he's right about is that uh, Zelensky is corrupt, Ukraine is corrupt, and the U.S. and NATO started this war so that uh, defense contractors could make money uh, as usual. And this whole thing is a scam, and Ukraine is full of uh, Nazis. And, uh, you know, we're talking about how Russia is terrible and horrible. And, yeah, they shouldn't have invaded, but it's a little more complicated than that. And I think people are looking at it through this black and white lens of so, Ukraine. So, wait, wait, wait a Russia second here. And I get what you're saying. Now, do I think everyone's corrupt and the world politician? Yeah, everyone's fucking corrupt. Calling Ukraine Nazis is fucking ridiculous. Why? Because the Azov Battalion? Because one group of fucking separatists that's like less than they fucking 5,000 people? They have a holiday dedicated to Nazis, dude. Okay, they have Dude. monuments of Nazis all over uh, Ukraine. They've committed war, war crime after war crime. They use their own citizens as human shields. The country's a shithole, 
And it's a country that uh, blackmailed Biden's son. And uh, the only reason that we're involved is because our intelligence agencies took over Ukraine in 2014. And people need to stop acting like this war just started because it didn't start in 2014. It's been going on since 2014. And the Oblast and the Luhansk districts and Donbass. Yes, I'm fully aware of that. But that happened where you had people that were... Uh, identifying themselves as Russian, which they do in the Donetsk region where you have a population that's mostly Russian. I understand that. I'm not disagreeing. But the fucking saying, oh, yeah, they're Nazis. First off, fucking Zelensky's a Jew. There's other people in the high parts of the cabinets that are Jews. No, 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 no. It's just fucking retarded when people go off about stuff that it's like, okay, well, they're Nazis. There's people in there that fucking like Nazis. Yeah, there's people in this country that like Nazis. There's a shit ton of Russians. There's a group called the fucking Wagner Group. We don't have a national holiday. Who's a fucking Nazi? We don't have a national holiday dedicated to Nazis, and I didn't say they're all Nazis. I'm aware Zelensky's a Jew, but when you when you are uh, when you have Nazis, a a battalion, and you make that part of your army, and they are officially identify themselves as Nazis, which I think that I think they now. You get your country invaded. I don't really give a fuck. I don't think anyone gives a shit who's fighting for your country. If the United States was getting fucking invaded by, let's say, China right now, and the Aryan nation and the fucking Bloods and the Crips wanted to fucking join the military, guess what? They'd be like, hey, boys, here's some AR-15s. Come along. How about we it's just don't fucking provoke, war. How, how, Yeah, war that the U.S. and NATO and Ukraine provoked. And uh, uh, listen, uh, all I'm saying is that it's not this. They provoke fucking Putin to fucking go in there and get his ass kicked. They in the fucking second greatest army in the world that fucking lied for the last 30 years about being able to do nothing. Got their asses handed to him by a bunch of fucking Ukrainians. They don't have fucking F-18s. They don't have fucking Apaches. They don't have fucking Abrams tanks. They yeah, got I'm old not, Ukrainian shit, sharing. and they're getting their asses fucking handed to them okay, because well, Russia not, decided I'm to invade. I'm not doing it on like it's a sports team. I'm just saying that. Uh, it's a it's a war that should not be happening, and that it's not good. Then versus tell Russia evil. not to invade. They got pissed because of the fucking the Crimea back in 2014. The Ukrainians like, no, we don't want you to have your military base here anymore. And they're like, no, if we don't want that, we're gonna they fucking invade you. They got pissed because it. NATO lied, and they got pissed because Ukraine was planning, did have uh, uh, genetic. We're, we're planning to do attacks on Russia through uh, through bio labs that the U.S. has admitted to having, and that we're basically planning to do terrorist attacks on Ukrainian citizens that targeted people, I mean, on Russian citizens that targeted people specifically with Russian DNA, and b- because NATO lied repeatedly. So how, how do you, wait a second, how's a Russian a DNA? So does it have a zip code on their DNA now for fucking a difference between someone from Kiev and someone from Moscow because they're fucking humans? You can't do anything specifically for fucking Russian DNA because it's the same DNA as they have. They live in the same fucking region. It's not like, it, hey, let's make something to kill the fucking people down in Argentina. Well, that's another good point. That's another good point. They live in the same region, and that land historically is Russian land. And most of the no, people in the area, the people in the area that they're invading, want to be a part of Russia. Then why are they fighting? They're fighting because they want to be part of Russia. There's dude, so people in Kiev that when when they invaded in Kiev and Kherson, the majority them, like, of people in the Donbass region are, are 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 of Russian ancestry and they want to be part of Russia. Okay, so you're making a correct point in the Donbass region, the Donbass where they are in certain areas. Yes, they want to be Russian. That's correct. I'm not debating that. But you're not. You're kind of looking at the whole area of like Kherson, Kharkiv, and even Bakhmut, and going, "Oh yeah, fuck it. They just want to be Russian." Where that's not the case. 
people in Kiev don't want to be fucking Russian. I get where you're saying that, hey, listen, the U.S. is involved in their bankroll in this war. Of course they are. When you can take out Russia, the second biggest world power, and make them look like fucking clowns. Why do you think China won't invade Taiwan right now? Because they realize, all oh, their shit's Russian and it ain't going to work. And fucking Taiwan's got American shit. Buddy, I get what you're saying that it's corrupt. I get that Paul Manafort was over there for a long time doing corrupt shit. I know that you're right. I've seen the Oliver Stone documentary. I'm not saying that there's not a part of the Ukrainians that are Nazis, but 90% of the fucking Ukrainians are just people in Ukraine that want to live their lives and be Ukrainian. And yeah, the fact so that people are framing it, they're like, war. oh, it's because it's 10% and this other fucking 5,000 Nazi group. Yeah, this is a whole thing. That's fucking wacky jacky. And you're too that's smart not what for I that, said. Porky. Dude, that's not what I said. I said Ukraine, dude, they, they do have a, a holiday dedicated. They have statues. For, I'm not saying the whole country is made up of Nazis, but I'm I saying I have a statue little, that just got taken a, down. It was a fucking Klansman in my fucking state. Doesn't mean we're all Klansmen here. Last time I checked, Tyrone wasn't fucking We don't have a holiday. Fucking... Do we have a holiday, a national holiday dedicated? Do we have streets named after Klansmen? Do we have statues yes. all over the place named after? We, we have yes. streets no. today. today. Yes, we do. Yes. Can I just I, I want to ask you what's the holiday, Borky, that that Ukraine has? Um, it's uh the guy's name starts with an S. I don't know it off the top of my head. I could I could look it up. Was it was it Schindler Spectacular? Stepan Stepan Bandera. Bandera, yeah. Okay, so I'm reading about it right now. Is why I ask, right? Um, he he joined so Stefan Bandera. Um, he joined forces with the Nazi occupation of Ukraine. Uh, he's a nationalist. He's a Ukraine nationalist. And Bandera hoped that the Germans would allow his country sovereignty from the Soviet Union. That's why he joined with uh, the Nazi party. Um, but the Nazis um, later arrested him. So, um so it's also another bullshit story coming from fucking uh, the Russians who, uh, by the way, Borky, I know that uh, Hitler has a quite the body count of 6 million, but if you want to know world history, Stalin's got about 15 to 20 million that he fucking yeah, murdered and slaughtered in genocide. I'm aware. I'm aware. I'm aware. Uh, just know what you're not, talking. Like, the Russians are scumbags. And just going wait, back. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. You're making the same exact kind of statement that you're, that you're accusing me of making. You're saying the Russians are scumbags. The people are individuals. The only thing that I'm... Uh, the Russians aren't scumbag. The Ukrainians aren't scumbag. There are people who are scumbags, and the issue is the politicians. I'm not defending Putin for invading. All I'm saying is it's not this black and white Ukraine good, Russia bad. It mostly involves uh, Raytheon, Lockheed Martin, and the the defense industry. And Ukraine and Russia have just been turned into another Middle East money sucking yeah. war war that people are being brainwashed into cheering and jeering at quite frankly like you are and it, it's just something where we should not be going around go, oh they're getting their asses kicked it, it's 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 not a game people are actually dying well, i understand that and you can say i'm queer and jeering whatever the fuck let me let me let me address that you're just saying absolute you know complete conspiracy theory shit where i'm going hey what did i say that was a conspiracy theory well, the, the nazis are running fucking the ukraine war they're all nazis but i didn't there. say that if you have to put what words did you say exactly mouth, then no then repeat uh, exactly what you said i said that ukraine has nazis and they do i mean we, we can try to diminish it but they so what do you what do you mean that by that so they have nazis you make that statement so you must mean there's some importance to them having nazis even though they're run yeah. by a fucking jewish prime minister Okay, you could, we, we were, we're, I'm aware that he's Jewish, but when, we, when you have a battalion of people who are no Nazis, when you have 
John, when you literally have John Stewart on TV giving an award at Disney World to a guy, when you have a Jew giving an award to a guy who has a sleeve on his arm because he has a Nazi tattoo there, when you have news report after news report after news report that show people with swastikas tattooed on them, when you have people doing Hail Hitler signs and all of these news reports on the CNN and they get kicked out of the country because they're showing this stuff because it's embarrassing Zelensky. Uh, yeah, the country has a lot of Nazis, and they're also committing war crimes on people. They're they're filming prisoners of war, which they're not supposed to do. They're tying uh, prisoners of war onto poles and whipping them in streets. There, uh, th- there's a lot of videos. Well, maybe they shouldn't bomb fucking schools. What? Maybe they shouldn't bomb schools. I mean, here's the deal: if Russia doesn't like yeah, dude, any their war. prisoners and their shit. Maybe none of them. Maybe none of them should be doing any of any of this. But Ukraine is also there you bombing go. their Ukraine is using their own citizens as human shields. Dude, listen, I'm not saying it's good, it's good versus evil. I'm saying it's more complicated than that and that there's I, there's good and bad people on both sides. But, and sure, that we shouldn't but be let's doing, simplify. But, if you but when, you say, country, when you say Stalin, when the Russians are bad people because one guy did a bunch of bad... Of course Stalin did horrible shit. We know that. That doesn't mean Russia so bad, Ukraine good. That's a very black so tell me anything way, the have done way of looking at it. Gorbachev, Instead of Gorbachev in the last fucking, even though he let Chernobyl happen, instead of fucking Gorbachev, tell me anything the Russians have done positive for the fucking world in 150 years. Anything that anything that the anything, Russians anything so, since so you're fucking that, Lenin and Stalin. Okay, so you are so you are saying it's black and white. The Russians are bad. Ukraine good. That's what this is. No, but I'm also saying I'm not going to be fooled by Russians being fucking Russians. You know, people are who they are. You know they, what they're uh, leading right now. They had Gorbachev in office yeah. and they had. They had uh, Yeltsin in office. They were a country that was different. Russia seemed like a country that wanted to be part of the world, that it wanted to join the world, that it had its revolution, that, hey, these people want to do it. But oligarchs and thugs like Putin, who are ex-KGB, took the fuck over, and they're now trying to turn Dude, it back into the Soviet Dude, Union. I'm not and if you're arguing the fact that this guy to, is just I'm trying to grab to the defend, pieces. I'm not here to defend Putin. Like, you seem to be here to, f- to defend Zelensky. I, I'm not here to what defend What have I defended Zelensky on? I just said he already fucking employs fucking, you know, Nazi battalions. But this is the guy who got his fucking country invaded. You know? If Zelensky invaded Putin, we might have no, a no, different no, no. conversation. I think you're. I think what you just said is absolutely 100%. He got his country invaded. The actions that he have taken have been... Listen, Putin is responsible for invading, and so is Zelensky. And so is NATO, and so is the U.S. And mostly, it's the defense contractors... Like Raytheon, Lockheed Martin, uh, Boeing, all those guys that uh, that that are really the, the the real problem. If I had to identify the biggest problem in all of this, it's not Russia, it's not Ukraine, it's not NATO, it's not the U.S. It's the intelligence. I mean, the, the well, yes, the intelligence agency, the military-industrial complex. That's been doing all this bad shit. complex, and and Ukraine is a puppet state of our intelligence agencies and and of uh, the DoD. And the CIA, and we—it's been a puppet state of us since 2014 when we put Zelensky in power after there was a coup. And um, but the coup I, was on a guy who got elected fucking fraudulently before. I mean, if you're gonna tell stories, at least tell stories correctly. The guy who he did uh, Kershachinka or some bullshit, he got in with fucking fraud. He got in with fraud, buddy. Okay, so you know we can shit on Zelensky all you I'm want. Not saying, I'm not saying he didn't, but I'm what I am saying. Is that when we are controlling a country specifically for the purposes of provoking a war with Russia, and we've been doing propaganda 
about okay Russiagate with Trump. Okay, in every movie and Stranger Things and every fucking TV show, Russia are the bad guys. And I'm not saying Russia are great or good. I, I but but I also don't think that they're this uh uh cartoonish villain that well, we're go, painting. Well, them go as. tell people in Chechnya. Go tell people like Ragnar in Georgia, who's had Dude, a how many countries? How many? Are you saying Russia is is less evil than the United States? Nope, I'm not saying that, but I'm also saying right now you okay, can go but tell Ragnar. Russia, no, no. But people in talk Russia to people like Serge who just... live in the Ukraine, talk to people like Ragnar who live in Georgia who are getting affected by the Soviets and have them tell their story. Tell them how it affects their lives instead of us playing fucking armchair quarterback here in the States. Dude, I'm sure people who are, are, are in a war are affected by it, but anytime that there's a war, it's not, it, th there's a series of events that lead to war and to start the story at Russia invaded Ukraine and that's the end of it. And that means that Russia are the bad guys and Ukraine are the good guys. But look at Putin. There's context. But look at the context of Vladimir Putin and how this has been his plan fucking for the last 20 years. He's stated no this is his plan. I have no defense of Vladimir Putin. I'm right. not and trying Brooke, to you mean you could go probably hours. I, also, just, I, I think that when you say that Russians look at, you know, people are who they are and, and, and you're painting the entirety of Russia with a, saying they've done nothing in 150 years. Dude, they've contributed a lot to, 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 to what, philosophy, to the, the arts, to technology. Like Writing Russia depressing had done, fucking oh, long novels. Russia had done a lot of good in the world cheap, in the last cheap 150 oil. years. <clears throat> cheap yeah. oil. The, the only thing Russia they did in doing. the last 150 years that I'll give them compliments on and after this, Borky, you know, you're my friend. And I'm glad that me and you can have a heated debate. I just know me and you could probably go for six hours. So another time we will, just not on the podcast today. But I appreciate your opinion. We we different on it, but hey, that's fine. Uh, but you know, it's it's where we are. Um, and by the way, guys, you know, when it comes to Russia, they're just the only thing they've done good in the last hundred and fifty years is fucking Rocky Four. Thank you for Ivan Drago. I was going to say that. Of course, I was trying to. I was trying to chime in there when you said what good did they said. I was going to say they had they they had Rocky Four and Ladas. Remember Ladas. Oh, do you know who I also forgot? It's do you remember Ladders. that band Tattoo? Do you remember those two little lesbian broads yes. back yes. in the early 2000s? That, that alone makes me think that Russia's okay. Listen, that's guys, one of the first stop invading countries and give me some more Russian whores. That's was like that the first Turkey? thing I ever jerked off to. Was those yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the things you said, all the <laughs> things you said. <laughs> yeah, back in like 2004 or something, or whenever. No, not 2004. I don't know when it was, but I can't think of a guy that hasn't rubbed one out to those broads. I mean, just hot fucking little Russian lesbians. God bless. Not, them. Yeah, they kind of fell off a little bit though. They got hey, they got old. In my mind, they never will. But see, we can find a way that even we find something good about Russia. Genealize next AMA. Ah, uh, tattoo, eh? Uh, question for everyone: What was your personal favorite movie of 2022? Wasted. Um, what did I? I've watched the movies. I don't know if it's 2022 though. Uh, I saw like Don, uh, Don Draper uh, was in uh, Confess Fletch? Fletch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed that, even though I didn't. Ex I thought it would be really bad, but in, eventually I kind of started to, you know, accept Don Draper as Fletch. I thought it was all right. Uh, nice. Also, the carry on. Oh, I was just going to say that the movies I watched recently are Confessed Fletch and I watched A Gentleman. You remember the, what's that, Guy Ritchie who did Snatch? He had yep. this movie uh, called, he got this movie called The, the Gentleman. 
uh, it's kind of similar, kind of like a crime crime movie. I thought that was all who, right. Who was who was on the show, Brasky, not too long ago, and they were talking about the gentleman. I don't remember, but I remember it was a topic that we discussed. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, I mean, here's the deal: Guy Ritchie makes some decent flicks, but they're all the same fucking movie. But uh, yes. you know. So, Bertie, what, like what did you see that you liked? Me? Yeah, yeah. I, I, honestly, I have not been watching movies. I, I don't know if I even went to the theater. Yeah. Uh, I think the only movie I went to go see in the theater was uh, the Jurassic World, which I fell asleep for. Uh, so, uh, and I, what I did see of that was no, not very good. So, uh, I don't know. I, I, I can't I even think saw, of many movies. Hot, Hots, have you seen Hot Seat? Nope. What is it? Hot seat. Mel, Mel Gibson. I These are movies it. I watched on the on the on the flight. I watched Hot Seat with Mel Gibson. What's you it about? That? I fucking can't even remember what it's about. It's like a it's like a action comedy or something about being in the hot seat. My brain. There's also another movie by Mel Gibson called The Fat Man about Christmas, where he plays Santa so or something. Good. So good. Is it good? Because I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Loved okay, it. I'll, I'll put that on the list. Junior Lars, how about you, brother? So, I when I saw this AMA, I had to really dig deep because, like Porky, I I did not go to the theater, and I don't think I watched any movies this year. And the only one that I could come up with was a horror movie called Terrifier Two. Um, extremely, it's about a about a clown. His name is Art the Clown. Um. It's a film by a man by the name of Damien Leone. Apparently, it's the third installment of this franchise. It's a horror franchise, and uh, Art the Clown goes around murdering people in extremely graphic, gruesome ways. Um, there's a lot of blood. There's a lot of violence, and uh, I, I think it's it's the best movie by default because I don't think I watched any movies this year. All right, Brassie's got you covered here, kids. Um, only movie I'm questioning, and this is because I'm getting old. Was Spider-Man: Homecoming this year or last year? I think it was uh, twenty. I think it was December 2021. I think. Yeah, didn't it come okay. out on Christmas or something? All right, yeah. so that doesn't count. So let me, let me, let me do this one. Uh, Top Gun: Maverick, I thought was fucking incredible. It was probably uh, one of the that movie. Thank God, no uh, bullshit. It was what you wanted, what you needed. Uh, another movies that I've seen this year is I saw The Contractor, which was uh, that was pretty decent. That's uh, with Chris Pine. Uh, I saw Wrath of Man with Jason Statham. It's kind of what you expect. Eh. Uh, there's been the only comedy that I really, really thought was funny, and it's kind of aged now, was uh, that movie Couples Retreat with John Cena. I thought that was fucking hilarious. Um, instead of that, there really hasn't been many uh, movies that have tickled my fancy and went, oh shit, I got to watch this. Um, I am not going to watch Dances with Smurfs too. You can pay me enough to watch that piece of shit. I don't know what James Cameron's smoking, but it's got to be good. Uh, Wasted, you said you watched a bunch of movies. Uh, is there any movie that you saw in particular that you would say, listen, I saw this movie. It didn't have to come out in 2022, but I saw this movie in the last year, and I need everyone who listens to the Fat Cast to watch it. Is there any movie that rings that true to you? Well, it's not really a movie, but it's a Netflix, uh, a Netflix show called Don't Pick Up the Phone. About like the McDonald's uh, uh, strip search hoax, which maybe started in like 2006, 
there's a there's a Netflix special uh, on it at the moment. Basically, a guy was calling into McDonald's around America and uh, saying that one of the employees, he was kind of acting like he was a cop, and he was saying that one of the employees in the uh, in the restaurant is had been uh, suspected of stealing money from one of the customers. So the manager has, he convinces the manager to take the the employees into the back room and then tells them, you know, we're going to need to strip search you. You know, you can either do it in the McDonald's or you can go to the, go to the, uh, go to the police station. So most people agreed to be sort of searched in the station and they start off really slowly and it all sounds really official the way he's doing it his tone you know he you know check their hair and he basically gets them to like take all their take all their clothes off till they're basically naked and he's actually doing cav gets them to do like cavity searches on them in the and this happened like 200 times around the US uh, between like 2006 and uh, 2015 or something uh, and eventually, uh, the first one was in uh, Mount Washington. Uh, Mount, it happened in the first time in uh, Mount Washington, uh, McDonald's. And then they traced eventually the whole series of about this, the way they're trying to track this guy down. And eventually they find that he's in, I think, is it a place called Panama City? That's yeah. in Florida. Yeah, in Florida. And it's just with this one guy. And he can basically be calling from different pay phones and using these uh, prepaid cards so they couldn't trace it. <laughs> so in the end, they did actually trace it using the prepaid cards and they tracked him down. Uh, but when it went to, I won't, I won't spoil the, the whole thing. It's, it's, it's like, it's really good for like, probably like takes about three hours. Wasted. Can I spoil it? Uh, yeah. It was revealed, liars, that it was Magsme who was doing all these calls all along. That's really yeah. what happened to him. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. I've kept it secret for all these years, but uh, now you know what happened to Mag. Mag is me. That's 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 what yeah, happened. Don't, don't pick up the I, phone. I actually have an answer for my favorite movie of last year. He hit us. Uh, people are going to give me shit for it, but uh, Live in New York by Guns N' Roses. I, I thought that I got the thing. I just watched it a, uh, a few days ago. For, I got the box set for uh, Christmas, and uh, I thought it was – you probably, guys have probably already talked about it, but I, I just watched it, and I thought it was uh, really well shot and uh, pretty cool. I mean, we give the band a lot of shit, but, uh, you know, awesome. it finally put – yeah, I, I thought it was really good. Borky, it, no, I want to know who would give you shit for one being a fan of Guns N' Roses at their absolute peak. I mean, here's the deal: I wish Adler was there. He's not, but instead of that, the band's all top notch. It, it's the reason why we're all fans. I know, like you, you're a big fucking new Guns N' Roses fan. Me and you both love Robin Fink very much. You're probably the biggest Robin Fink fan I know. But you also can appreciate what Guns N' Roses was, what real Guns N' Roses is. And if anyone gives you shit for it, they're not a real fan. I think that release is probably the best release Guns N' Roses has done since probably Use Your Illusions. I mean, that's how good I think that release was. I really am uh, happy that we had Tim on the show to discuss it with us. Uh, he did a great job. And uh, I'm not going to give him any shit. I asked Fernando. Uh, people might not remember this, but I had a, when I was on Reddit, I was brasky. I asked Fernando for one thing. I said, Fernando. Give me studio sailing. And guess what? Assad, once again, you proved not to be a liar to me, sir. So, tip it a cap. That's why we get along. Uh, but good choice, Borky. Really good choice. Lias, 
I know we got so many more AMAs. How many more AMAs do we got, Brian? That's that's it. We're done for the AMAs right. now. Well, listen, on the AMA guys, we're uh, we're really uh, we're happy you guys are asking us questions. We're happy to have interactions with you. Uh, we're just your buddies talking and bullshit, and that's all we are. And if anyone says that we're trying to be someone else, uh, I know some people try to say I want to be Howard Stern. No, I don't want to be Howard Stern. I got one more. Ooh, go. Sorry, Brian Wilson. This one is for Wasted in particular. Uh, question for Wasted, now that he's back. Did you escape from the Illuminati? Uh, well, they had me held hostage in a, like a rehabilitation center where I was only allowed to drink like three standard drinks a day. So it's kind of like a weird form of torture because I'm, I'm used to like drinking a lot more than that. So basically, uh, maybe uh, did I escape? Well, I'm, I'm here now. And, and, and we love that you're back. We absolutely love that you're back. I was very excited today when... Uh, hey, hey, Elias. Oh, yeah. Speaking of excited, uh, I was I liked one of the topics that we were talking this week about, which was the uh, the things that are being sent to Sam Bankerman Free, the uh, cryptocurrency geek weirdo who uh, <laughs> fucked people out of billions. Uh, he's getting... Uh, you know, there's certain things that are happening that are very amusing. Liars, do you care to share? Okay, uh, carry on. I got to bring this up. I my computer is freezing right now. Um, you are the worst. At, I mean, you are towel levels of bad. But, uh, <laughs> that hurts. You, that hurts. Did you see that? Like uh, 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 FTX, like Tom Brady had, had invested. Like he lost like 150 million in it. Oh, did he really? Oh, the first rumor was that it was all he. He they both of them, him, Tom Brady, and. His uh, supermodel uh, wife, Giselle Bündchen, Giselle or something. She, he'd invested all her money in it. She has nine hundred million, and he has three hundred million. And they they both put all their money in it, and they've lost it all. Um, wait, so that doesn't explain why they just both bought fucking like thirty million dollar mansions in Miami like two months ago. That was that was the first story that came out, but it, it seemed to like come down to be more like they put one hundred and fifty million into it. Yeah, he, Tom Brady also, when he retires, has a three hundred and fifty million dollar contract with Fox to be a uh, analyst. So uh, Tom Brady ain't fucking okay. hurting. And by the way, uh, quick quick news: uh, one, Tom Brady's going to Vegas to be with the Raiders, uh, and number what? two, Linguini, yeah, yeah, it's gonna happen. Listen, number two, Linguini, I, I got something I gotta tell you. Just between me and you, baby, I'm back. Listen, Devis, you resigned Devis. You got me my Yoshida guy? Listen, I'm ready to root for the Red Sox again. So, Laguini, get your fucking baseball questions in, buddy. I'm fucking back, all right? After the Mookie trade, I took a few years off because it hurt, but I'm back. Wise, well, did you have enough time yet to uh, yeah, find Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, so let's, the, let's the get The website full. is medium.com, and the campaign is Go Fuck Yourself. Three Dildos Capital. So... Welcome to our first campaign. Every tweet, every interview, every breath, we all want to say it in the best way we know how. We're providing each and every one of you with the opportunity. Then they go on to thank, blah, 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 people. Through you, we will be able to take this campaign to the level it deserves to be. To everybody joining, we welcome you to the Three Dildos Capital Movement. Our campaign is what it says on the tin. We will be fighting the tools necessary for SBF to go fuck himself day after day after day after day. So 
basically, um, while whilst he's transferring his funds from uh, the comfort of his uh, beanbag, we hope that uh, the constant arrivals of these dildos will be ongoing reminder that he's destroyed lives. So here's how it works. Three, we, they send 3.3% of the SDC supply, three dildos, supply into our campaign contract. You, our campaigners, at $30 a pop uh, uh, in, ETH, I, it says ETH, so I would imagine that's Ethereum, the, the cryptocurrency, will choose how many dildos you want to send directly to his house. So that's roughly the cost of the items plus shipping and handling, and any excess will be used for, for buybacks of uh, the 3DC token. So basically, um, you get to send dildos to this motherfucker's house, uh, and you can send as many or as few dildos as you want. Uh, I strongly suggest everyone gets in on this because um, I, I, I buy crypto, and I have been buying crypto for a few years now, and this motherfucker almost ruined it for everybody. Single-handedly, almost fucking ruined it for everybody with the collapse of his fucking currency. So buy a dildo, send it to his fucking house. You know that uh, he was like uh, Sam Bankman-Fried. He was talking to Elon Musk, and at some point, they he was going to use he was going to fund uh, Elon Musk uh, to start like turn Twitter into like uh, the everything app. You know, you know, like in China where they have the WeChat, where everything, yep. all your information, all your banking, everything goes on to this one app called the WeChat, and you use it to, to buy things and to shopping and all your data's on it. And uh, that, that's one of like Elon Musk's idea is to turn Twitter into that. So there would only be one app that everybody uses. And Sam Bankman-Fried was, was about to send him loads of money to, to help him do it yeah he was like put me down for uh two billion then he was like oh you know i trust you put me down for three billion and elon was like sketched out because it's like who the fuck casually just like adds a, a billion and uh like it doesn't matter how rich you are right like even even elon you know like buying twitter right he didn't just like buy twitter like he had to get you know uh, and a lot of investment from other people because like j actually having that cash on you to just put into shit like you know he's a billionaire and it's like net worth if you include all his assets and everything but just nobody has billions to just throw around so that's how he knew something sketchy was going on with with that guy by the way in uh florida somebody has been leaving pictures of their cock at disney world uh <laughs> near the women's bathroom uh, like is Microman in the background? Well, who do we know who lives in Florida, right? And who goes to Disney World all the time? So I'm just it saying. There's just, <laughs> just a fucking random cockpit, and behind the cockpit, there's a little Mexican luchador waving. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so Sam Bankman Freed's getting a shit ton of dildos sent to his home because he's a fucking dildo of a human being. Uh, speaking of dildos, uh, Broski, uh, I asked him, liars, a little bit behind your back if he had any ideas for topics because I didn't know my dear homie Wasted would be back yet. So uh, Broski says to me, sure, sure, I do. And he sent me a list and we've addressed some of them tonight. But one of them he wanted to talk about was how right now in Congress, uh, you know, there's a there's a kerfuffle. Uh, Broski, take it away. Yeah, well, I think most people know what's going on with the, you know, uh, Kevin McCarthy wants to be the speaker 
And there's been now it's down to a few that are left. I think there's only like I don't know six left, but uh, a bunch of Republicans. They've been described as you know far right, whatever. But it's really just the based Republicans who actually represent the people, who are uh, don't want this guy to get in. And I just thought it was funny that uh, so that McCarthy has moved into the speaker's office already because he was so sure of himself. So Matt Gates sent a like uh, called him a squatter and sent a letter and uh to i guess whoever's in in charge of that shit and said uh you know why is this guy moved in uh he's basically like a homeless person squatting and uh we need to kick him out and uh because you know he doesn't have the job yet and they've they've done like 12 votes and uh some of them just refuse to budge and so you know the gop has the majority but unless basically almost everybody votes in favor of uh, nominating McCarty, they're just kind of deadlocked. And uh, yeah, I mean, people are, are, you know, throwing a hissy fit about it, but I, I think that uh, it's kind of a good thing that because uh, McCarthy is, uh, you know, World Economic Forum, uh, Californian Republican rhino, and uh, it's probably not going to lead to anything other than him just making some concessions, but. Uh, to quickly uh, summarize, because I don't know if Broski knows this, uh, and Wasted, please take over as soon as I'm done talking. Uh, to quickly summarize, most of our listeners are actually not here in the United States. We do better uh, by uh, the YouTube analytics uh, overseas. So uh, what he's saying is that uh, pretty much the swamp of the Republican system, uh, Kevin McCarthy's part of, and there's a bunch of Republicans that aren't part of this group. They're like, hey, fuck this. And a few of them, like 20 of them originally said, hey, uh, yeah, fuck this guy. We're not going to let him get in. And now it's down to seven. But the guy still needs uh, he can only he can only uh, if three of them hold out, he's still fucked. He needs everyone but like two or three to get nominated. So it's a shitbag situation. It shows that the Congress here is a joke. And uh, Borky made some really good points. So if you're not from the states, that's kind of what's going on on our end here. Uh, Wasted, you wanted to say something, sir? Didn't Gates uh, nominate Trump? To be the yeah. House speaker. Yeah, you actually – so I thought that was like a troll at first, but then I looked into it. You don't actually need to be a member of the House to be the speaker. So no, I, don't, I don't know the details of that. Is, yeah. In but, theory, Trump actually could do it if he got the votes. Let me get, let me ask you this, guys, real quick because this is more worldly than it is just you know America talk. Trump's running again in 2024. Can the world handle – another media blitz and fucking nonsense and crazy shit that happened during the first Trump campaign and first, uh, you know, uh, him trying to win the can you know, the campaign back in 16. I mean, I don't know if the world can really handle that again. I think we're kind of like at a breaking point. I mean, I we fucking had riots literally last time. I, I think, think it's better Trump's changing this. I think Trump is dropping out of the MAGA kind of thing though, isn't he? He's supporting uh, McCarthy as House Speaker, yeah. he's sort of becoming more of a kind of just like a regular Fox News, or not Fox News, but I don't know. He seems to, he might just like pass it over to DeSantis. Uh, the other thing about the McCarthy thing is that they were saying that they might, he might be doing, he's do, trying to do a deal with AOC behind the scenes uh, with the Democrat, de with the Democrats. Like that's how he's gonna. That's how he's gonna get the the votes or something. I, I like that he's dealing with AOC because I'm telling you right now, guys. I don't give a shit if you think Brasky's a creep here. AOC is a sexy, sexy woman. I'm telling you, she might be a dumb, crazy bitch with those psycho eyes, 
But goddamn, if you were thinking about banging a broad in the Capitol, could you imagine her just fucking riding you on top of fucking, you know, the Capitol seat? Is she really sexy, or is it just more so that she's sexy for a politician? So compared Dude, to all the ugly women she's around so her, she's so fucking hot, Borky. She's really? so hot, man. Oh yeah. I don't know, She's got man. that psycho ride your dick until you get fucking chafed look to her. She looks like a girl that fucking swallows and makes eye contact with you the whole fucking time in a fucking angry way. I'm telling you, she's a fucking winner. There's a video of her taking her mask off and like the mask is all gross and smudgy. Like her and uh, she she's got like horse teeth and I don't know. Her eyes are kind of weird, like you said. Like her eyes are weird and they're like placed apart, weird. And I, I don't know. I, I think she was hot when she was like a little younger, but I, I think she's like a six, maybe. Like I, I wouldn't say. Yeah, she's not a Victoria's Secret model, no. Ten. She's a ten for a politician. Ten for a politician. Six for just like a, a normal girl. Yeah, probably the crazy takes it up to a seven or an eight. Listen, can we all agree she's no Elizabeth Dole? I mean, if we're going to talk hot broads, we're talking Elizabeth Dole here. I mean, it made fucking Bob Dole get pecker medication. All right? The man who started all the pecker talk and making your dick hard talk on TV was Bob Dole. You know why? Because Barbara Dole fucked. What about Carrie Lake? She looks like she does coke. I, I mean, I, I really coke, like her. Uh, I don't know that she's, she's, you know, she's, uh, maybe she had longer hair. I don't like that short hair look. Maybe she'd be kind of hot for like a middle-aged woman, but uh, she's not ugly, but I don't know. I don't see her as particularly attractive personally, but. Yeah, uh, you're, you're too young for her. Yeah, yes. that, that's, now, sir, I know you had more topics too. I just wanted to hit on one of Borky, so can we get another topic? I got wasted here. We haven't done a show in like two and a half weeks, so I'm fucking... I'm amped still. I, I no, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna hear a wasted story. I wanna hear a wasted topic. What do you have wasted? Uh, well, I was looking at that. Uh, the the there's a British tennis star <clears throat> who uh, whose husband uh, was being accused of rape. And I was reading through the story, and it it turns out that the the victim was saying that he he had a ghetto blaster with him, and he was playing Welcome to the Jungle uh, <laughs> while while he while he tried to while he raped her. Please, please. No, it's a song sung by a rapist. And, so. it, and it seems like this is a total, like going back to the, you know, the victim stuff that we were talking about yep. earlier. It seems like she's been uh, completely, uh, uh, the, the accuser is not uh, really telling the truth at all. She's just made up this story. And the fact is this guy was, he was saying he's supposed to be, his wife is standing by him. The, his wife is the tennis star. With a really like long like Russian name like Krauvisivis or something. Yeah, I was I was gonna ask how you say her her first name's Anne, but Kiyothavog. Uh, <laughs> Sir, Sir I, I'd like to interject because I'm trying to be a more positive and a nicer Brasky in 2023. Uh, thank you, Russia, for hot tennis players for Anna Kornikova. See, Borky, I'm trying to find things to thank the Russians for. Thank you for Anna Kornikova and her oh, sweet, sweet ass and her size when she serves the ball. Thank but you. This, this guy See, seems to be. This guy seems to be getting out of the uh, out of rate because he doesn't. Own, he's never owned a ghetto blaster, and he doesn't. He hasn't got a GNR CD. He hasn't got appetite for destruction. So he, I think that's what it says in the story. Andrew Brother, Brotherton um, is her husband. Um, you know, I, I, it's, it, reading the article, it's almost like she has a little bit of Stockholm syndrome here. Um, 
because uh, if he and that's going on the assumption that he did rape her um you know she she described her husband as a fantastic person um and she loves him even more and um that he's never been remotely aggressive so something's going on here and things don't add up right um brotherton picked up um after the offer persisted and he was racking his brain for any incident in his life that could prompt the allegations. So, you know, um, <laughs> former partners of Brotherton, they described him as a boring lover and a respectful gentleman who was not particularly interested in sex. So, um, I don't know. And, you know, you're looking at the picture of this guy. He's just, you know, he's tall, lanky, kind of meek looking, you know, um, I don't know, man. Um, the alleged victim um, said she went to their flat in Kensington, West London, after a date. And, like, so this goes back to 2008. It's, it's a long time ago. Um, the woman claimed that she was raped both anally and vaginally, leaving her with injuries <laughs> after she was pinned face down on the bed and nearly suffocated. I wonder, she, I wonder instead of playing Welcome to the Jungle, she should have been playing uh, You Could Be Mine. But... Anyway, I digress. The alleged victim claimed uh, this went on for four dates, but Brotherton only calls two. One to a steak restaurant and the second to Devonshire Arms near High Street, Kensington, a few minutes from his flat. She got raped four right? times and still kept going on dates? Well, that's she. they went out four times according to her, but only twice according to him. Um so I was yeah, thinking so like, maybe can we you know, get, can we get tips where they went to like where this restaurant was because I mean the food had to be fantastic like if you know you're going out to dinner with this guy and there's a good chance it ends up with rape I mean you got to know that food's yeah. good quality fucking food Devonshire Arms near High Street Kensington do you know that wasted uh, I know I know Kensington that general area there's not a lot of place there's not a lot of pubs around there it's pretty it's kind of like a tourist area with really rich. Uh, yeah, Kensington. There's there's the near Kensington Park. There's a pub, but I don't know if it's a Devonshire Arms. But yeah, all the places around there were pretty upscale, so they'll all be quite good. So if you're going on a date to Kensington, it's going to be pretty good. Right. It's a really rich area. Right. So she has no morals. So she's either like, listen, the fucking wine, the fucking the fish, it's so amazing. Then I'll take a chance of being raped, or she's full of shit. It, it's just like Wasted said. Uh, Brotherton denied the allegations, uh, including that he got out a silver boombox and began playing the rock song Welcome to the Jungle by Guns N' Roses. <laughs> the defendant said that he never owned a silver boombox and has never had a CD or tape that features that track. I, think, I was starting to think that maybe somebody was like impersonating him. You know, like she went on a date with this one guy and then somebody sort of worked it out and said 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 that they were him and then raped her and kind of set him up so she said he was a great guy after she got raped Th that no, was her the husband wife. Uh, sorry was, his wife his wife that was his wife his yeah. wife can't believe it that you know he's not like that at all in any way everybody says he's not like that and he doesn't own appetite for destruction I like that it all hinges on him owning Appetite for Destruction. Not like he got on his phone and fucking played <laughs> that's it. That's why I brought it up. It's that, it's that that he has a fucking, like, I know that's why he brought it up. You're always mind-fucking us wasted. The audience doesn't even know how many times you mind-fucked them in one episode. I can barely keep up with you.
But I mean, the she, fact that it hinges on him owning a cassette or a CD of Appetite for Destruction is like the fucking OJ Bloody Glove is great. She, the his wife, uh, after he stepped down from uh, the stand uh, in court, uh, she was went on to say that the Andrew I know is a fantastic person. He is truly a decent, decent man who makes me laugh every day and who makes me feel good about myself and a fantastic, fantastic father and great husband. He is very kind. So I, I, I said earlier that it sounds like he has Stockholm Syndrome. I, I, I mixed up the two people. I, I apologize for that. No, no, what, no. Gina lies. What I need you to do is I need you to, uh, you know, really, really, really just think about the situation from a perspective of. <laughs> what? The Helsinki I, Syndrome. You, you, you broke up there. I, I, it the Helsinki Syndrome. Helsinki syndrome. Yes, uh, I don't know about that one. Um, well, it's I've, it's a I've it's a common it. thing that happens with hostages and you know and uh, terrorists. So sometimes there's a book about it. It's called uh, uh, "Terrorist Hostage Hostage Terrorist," where they actually will discuss how over time the uh, the hostages actually start to bond with the terrorist, and that even sometimes years after when the uh, terrorists are in prison. The hostages will sometimes visit them when they're in prison. It's a very fascinating study. Isn't that Stockholm syndrome? <laughs> That's Stockholm syndrome. No, it's it's the Helsinki. I think okay. there was a movie recently called something about the Helsinki, which was the I fucking the origins of the Stockholm syndrome. Maybe I don't know. I, I like how wasted just fucking continues the game of tag. Oh, <laughs> uh, liars, give me a topic, brother. Ah, uh, what do you want to talk about, boys? Uh, give us options. Fuck, I don't know, man. There's so, so much. I going. gave you topics. I, I sent you topics. We discussed these things before the show. We did. We did. Um, in case you you don't you can't realize, I'm killing time right now while I pull up another one. Oh fuck this! I'll go. Listen, boys. There's a hockey player who has the greatest mullet of all time. This hockey player is also known as a fucking stallion in the bedroom. He's banged the hottest models in the last 30 years all across the world while scoring goals. This man has played for the NHL and won Stanley Cups and MVPs. This man has played for the Soviet Union. This man has also played in every fucking league possible. And guess what? At the ripe old age of, did you got the article in front of you, Lions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Right old age of, what is he, 53? Man. And who am I talking about, Lies? 50 years old. Yaramir Yager. Look at him, man. He's a fucking monster. Holy shit. Now, that's a, that's a man's man right there. Yaramir Yager. I mean, I think, you know, fuck it. We're going to start 2023 with a induction to the Fat Cast Hall of Fame. Ladies nice. and gentlemen. Tonight, entering into the Fat Cast Hall of Fame, and I'm going to get his career statistics here just in a second, but this is a man, a coxman. Every supermodel you can think of in the 90s, he fucked. Every supermodel you can think of in the 2000s, he fucked. And you know what he did the whole time while doing that, guys? He scored goals with the greatest fucking mullet you have ever seen. It, it, you're Canadian, Lions. Can you speak on the mullet and its quality? Well, the mullet is a classic hairstyle. It's known as uh, all business up front, but party in the back because it's very business-like on top and in front, but in the back you got the the flowing locks, right? 
And uh, so lo- short on top, long in the back. It's a beautiful thing, uh, especially for hockey players. Hockey players love the mullet, and the girls love the mullet on the hockey players. So um, it's a fashion statement. It's a powerful one, and it's a fantastic one. Well, let me, let me tell you why we're also introducing this guy. Now, me and you love hockey. Now, not a lot of people still even understand the game of hockey and how it goes. But when it comes down to hockey, Yarmar Yarger was a whole fucking league of his. Uh, he the, the fucking the scores and the stats he's got here. Hold on, my fucking phone is now shitting on me. I got him right here. I got him right here. Can you give me his total games played? Is something ridiculous. So yeah, his total games played regular season games one thousand seven hundred thirty three. Add another two hundred eight for playoff games. I got him right now. His games played at seventeen hundred thirty three games. I yep. have his goals. This man has scored 766 goals. Six he has a th- 1,155 assists. I mean, yep. this guy, and he wasn't a pussy. Like, here's the deal. Like, when you talk about Wayne Gretzky, you talk about, you know, the, the, the was it, Sidney Crosby. Talk about these guys who can score and put, you know, pucks on net. They're not fighters. Yarmir Yager would knock a motherfucker out. Like, he had no problem dropping gloves. This guy six, played. 6'3", 220, man. Six, oh, 6'3", 230. Sorry, 230. Name better stick work. Oh, he could, he could, he could, uh, he was magician with the puck. He could pass it like the best of them and he could score goals. Absolutely, man. I mean, nine guy, teams he played for. Nine teams he played for. 24 seasons. Nine teams, including the Rangers, the Penguins, and briefly had a stint in Calgary, played for the Calgary Flames. That was his last team to play. He played with the <coughs> NHL. Uh, you're forgetting somebody. What's that? Uh, dude, he, he played for the Boston Bruins, though. Now, the, his Penguins in his capital years were obviously his best years. Yep. Um, you know, we're not going to bullshit you here and say that that's not the case. But I got to see Yarmir Yager play for the Bruins and his fucking pup, puck work. I mean, they, he played for us the year that we went to the Stanley Cup Finals against the Blackhawks and lost. I mean, the guy, the guy was fucking spectacular. Did- I don't remember him on the Bruins, to be honest. He was on our 2012 team. I remember he, Philadelphia. No, he was, he was on the Bruins, brother. He was on the I, Bruins. I, I, I 100% believe you. I, I fucking watched it. But listen, guys, we're entering him to the Hall of Fame for one, the greatest fucking mullet possibly ever existing. Number two, being one of the best hockey players ever. And if you're going to talk about a mixture between how hockey is now and how hockey used to be, He's the perfect blend. He's, you know, he's old time. He can fight, but at the same time, the man's got, you know, puck skills and stick skills like nobody's fucking business. So, Yarmiyaga, welcome to the Hall of Fame. One thing Sport. to add. Yes, sir. One thing to add about Yarmiyaga. Um, he was accused of. So, he, a few years ago, um, he was, I guess, sleeping with this with this girl, and he was uh, having some fun with her, and I guess she was the the girlfriend of one of his teammates. This is one of the clubs he was playing for over in uh, Russia. So I guess, uh, I guess she was uh, the boy, the girlfriend of one of his teammates and she tried to extort him. Uh, She said, you're going to have to give me some money or I'm going to release the pictures of me and you having sex. And like a motherfucking boss, this guy turns around and says to her, go ahead. I'm Yaramir Yager. I'm probably your hu- your boyfriend's fucking idol. He's going to be happy that I fucked you. Gentlemen, you 
Welcome, Yarmir Yager. Well done. Right. Uh, well done. You got another topic for us, brother. Sure do. I sure do. Okay. Uh, continuing on with, uh, we, uh, a few uh, weeks ago, we talked about AI, and uh, it was the Google AI, uh, and the interview with the, uh, with the uh, artificial intelligence and how creepy it was um, that they're reaching a point of, well, it's, it's going to, it's inevitable that they're going to reach a point of singularity. Uh, so you sent me, um, you sent me an article. Um, it was uh, from Joe Rogan, actually. And they're talking about a, a, a new chat app. Um, chat GPT. Um, do you know anything about that, Wasted? Have you heard about it? Uh, no, I don't think I have. I, I know about it. Okay, yeah, please. Um, I don't know too much about it, but what I do know is that, um, so they've kind of, if this is what I'm thinking of, they've sort of changed it. The original version that came out used to be able to ask it questions, like personal questions, and now if you do that, it'll respond with like, you know, I, whatever, it'll come back with like an error message, but you used to be able to ask it, like, what are your opinions? Uh, like, do you have feelings? Uh, you know, what do you think about humanity? And, uh, you know, it would answer questions and some of the times, sometimes the answers would be like, you know, kind of concerning or trippy or whatever. And so now it's been programmed to like, just be like, you know, don't refer to me like I'm a real person error or whatever i can't respond to those kind of questions but yeah like you it's a it's a ai and you can ask it it's basically like, like a more advanced form of like siri or alexa kind of you know it's a chat bot. yeah it's a yeah chat. yeah but it can write like you know uh, i think somebody i think it might have been somebody uh, on the forum might have been using that or something similar to uh like you can ask it to write like somebody was doing uh like write write songs in the style of axel rose there's a thread on, on uh, bad apples we it's like we don't need axel anymore and it does um you know lyrics and, and uh you you do a scenario like write a song about this in the style of whoever and uh it, it could do shit like that i mean it can basically like you just access uh the internet and 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 all the knowledge on the internet and use its algorithm to basically do like I mean, it can do a lot. It's pretty. So it, yeah. So it's it's using supervised learning as well as reinforcement learning. Um, so both approaches um, they use human trainers to improve the model's performance. Um, so in the case of supervised learning, the model was provided with conversations in which the trainers played both sides. So the user and the AI assistant, right? And in the in the reinforcement step, human trainers first ranked responses that the model had created in a previous conversation, right? So the way on Joe Rogan, um, I, the the man's name that was on, he's extremely intelligent. Brett uh, Weinstein, I think? I think that was him, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, very well spoken, very well read, uh, extremely knowledgeable on this subject. So what he was saying is that, you know, they would basically type in three words um, of a sentence and then get the 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 chat box to the chat GPT to complete the sentence right and in turn it starts learning right and you know there's there's concern as to at what point does it 
learn has it learned so much that it starts manipulating us, right? Well, Lawrence, um, here's another concern on that matter. Uh, right now on Yahoo News, uh, four days ago, headline reading: "Drone advances in Ukraine could bring down could bring the dawn of killer robots." What they're saying is that same kind of information where this uh, AI program you're talking about is learning from chat history and learning from like reading the internet. The drones now are being programmed to learn wartime conditions and make decisions on the fly because of how their AIs learned to uh, attack. So you're, we're now our military and NATO and whatever other militaries in the world, which I'm sure anyone who's complicated can do or has some form of complication to their military, you know, some advancement. Uh, it's a situation essentially that we're going to be looking at drones that are out there not taking orders from humans. They're just going to, the humans will be like, hey, let's uh, send you over to this region. The drone's going to fly around it. The drone's going to use its artificial intelligence and its memory learned to identify a target and kill it. And I think that has some relation from learning because I think all these fuckers, once the AIs meet each other, because eventually that seems like it's going to happen with the information they can get, they're going to incorporate everything. So they're going to know how we feel, how we think, how we react. So that AI chat that you have or AI chatbot that you have scares me because it's a situation where now it's learning how to speak like a human. It's learning how to interact and communicate. Or on the other hand, it's sister bot fucking or sister AI program over here is learning how to fucking kill people. Eventually those two are going to mix and we're going to be in a whole bunch of trouble is kind of what I'm thinking. Wasted, are you with me or uh, am I yeah, correct? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, well, I was, just, I was thinking about different, different things. Uh, uh, I, was, I was thinking, well, in terms of that, I can hear myself talking. Oh, oh wait, wasted. Sorry, yeah. buddy. You have a um, crazy echo going on. About the uh, the bots. Well, isn't it? I, I'm like 50% of the... Didn't they know the dead internet? Where a lot of these these uh, accounts on, on Twitter, like, isn't 50% of them fake? Yeah. So you when you're talking to somebody on... Like so yeah. when you're talking to somebody on Twitter or whatever, social media, you're maybe not talking to a real person. <clears throat> And also, I saw something about the. Um... Imagine a bot running into Miser. These <laughs> <laughs> are only hope against AI. That one of these fucking bots is going to be out there trying to discover how humans interact. It's going to meet Miser, and he's just going to break the whole fucking AI system. They're going to be like, "All right, well, we're sending another AI program." He just keeps but breaking them. The flip. The flip side of that is, didn't they recently uh, discover that there's a, a percentage of the population, like thirty percent, that don't have like an inner monologue in their brain? That they don't when they when they think they don't think in sentences in their in their brain, so they're basically bots. They're like non. They're like NPCs. They're basically going through the motion of life, but they don't have any thoughts. That you know, you know, when you think, you think in terms of sentences, like I'm going to go home, I'm going to do this, uh, maybe tomorrow I'll do that. They don't. They don't have a a kind of uh, kind of inner monologue in their brain so the 20 percent of the population don't think like that some people who do dmt say that afterwards they feel like certain people like they just have a feeling that or they know that they're npcs like certain people are not even real people with souls that they're just like some sort of program in the like fractal hologram that is the universe and uh they're just here more so to like manipulate us like an NPC in a video game and drive our story along rather than like actual individuals with souls. It does feel that way, doesn't it? Because like it seems like 
people you interact with over the years that you talk to, there's some people that just like you, you can't understand why they are the way they are or how they find enjoyment in life. Like they don't have any personality. They don't have any emotion. It seems like they just seem like generic Bob. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fuck. That's kind of disturbing. So the bots, uh, bots may eventually be smarter than probably 70% of the population because most of the population are just basically repeating what they've heard. Like if you ask them about something, they repeat what the TV told them. Absolutely. Stephen Hawking said it was the biggest threat to society was uh, to the human race was these AIs. They're also worried about them um, using facial recognition technology, but these you know these kill bots, drones, and uh, they're worried that like you know you could just have a programmer put in the facial recognition technology, and you could have you know people on the dark web paying assassins to. Uh, you know, and, and this could go on to become like super small, like even using nanotech or something. And uh, they could be like really small, just have like, you know, b- basically leave no trace, go in and out, kill people. And you could have a whole issue with like murder for hire using these uh, bots with AI and facial recognition technology. And it could be a whole fucking thing. It, dude, we're, we're, we're going towards total chaos. I mean, technology you know, has just gone too far. Jared Kushner and um, Ivanka Trump. Remember, they had that. They had this program they were trying to run called Home Safe, and it was it was supposed to be uh, like pre-crime. It was supposed to be like a a program that they were going to run, and it was going to be kind of like how to stop uh, uh, school shooters. You know, like a database that kind of kind of sifted through everybody's like. Um, kind of psychological or the events that have happened to them, then the medical stuff. And then they were trying to, they were, they didn't really get that off the ground. But when COVID happened, they start, they wanted to set up a kind of medical version of a home safe. Do you ever hear about that? And that I've would never basically... heard about that, but how would you get around that with the HIPAA laws? Yeah, there's, they had some kind of problem with, but they thought they were trying to, what they were trying to do is usher it in underneath all the COVID, it would be like COVID's really dangerous. So we need to bring this kind of like biomedical kind of surveillance system in that would predict like who's going to have COVID, who has COVID, and then then use like facial recognition combined with that. It has all these different elements to it. But it, it's weird that it was Kushner and Ivanka Trump who didn't. Did Kushner have a, a a house that was like six 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 something drive like? some house that like he specifically got because it was it, had, it was like 666 or something like that wasn't that is that epstein <clears throat> as well then his uh his house in uh is it new york have some kind of weird symbol on the front well. probably i wouldn't doubt it at all i thought it second. was the Chuck E. cheese mouse wires <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah I have taken the show down dark roads. We were happy and positive, and then I brought up fucking killer robots, and now everyone's fucking sad. Even though, hey, guys, you know what? I'm going to be excited about some robots, and I know you're going to all laugh at me. Dude, the new Transformer movie looks fucking good because it's Beast Wars. I remember when I was a kid because I was like mm, 11 or 10 when Beast Wars came out. That's going to be some cool shit. Fucking Gorilla Optimus Prime running around? I'm all about that. It comes out this summer, so, you know, something maybe I'm interested in. Lies, do we have any other fun topics for this evening, or shall I ask Wasted and Borky? I didn't realize there was a new Transformers coming out, Rise of the Beasts. Look at that. Holy fuck, Brasky. Yeah. 
June 9th, 2023. So, so let's talk about this. It gets this. better. No, no yeah, Shia LaBeouf, no Mark Wahlberg. Is it, is it going to be? No, it's not even directed by, uh, what's his face there? Um, Michael Bay. Michael, yeah, Michael Bay. Michael Bay. Yeah, the movie might not be shit, so I'm I'm excited for it. I mean, there's a bunch of good movies coming out. There's a bunch of uh, like, for instance, if you guys watch streaming, which I know I'm a little bit older, I watched the new Jack Ryan season three, fucking spectacular. I thought it was probably the best season they've done. There's good shit like that. But wasted. Do you have any topics tonight that you want to um, hit up before we punch out? Uh, we don't have to do it. I just saw it's like a time travel uh, <laughs> story back the the Hereford Times in. Uh, it goes back into his archives, and in 1851, uh, a man was in court after uh, his horse inde- were indecently exposed itself at a, at a fair. <laughs> Go on. I mean, you have yeah, a horse indecently exposing itself. <laughs> yeah, sure it did. It says the accused was charged with one offense of indecent exposure, but the case was not at all at what it would seem. Normally, the the law of indecent exposure is is for for people, but it, it was basically the instead the man stallion had defended the people of Ross on Y with it, the size of its uh, uh, and the re- you know the way the horse penis comes out. Yeah, it's just this big red kind of uh, head Aww. of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the man was hauled in front of the court uh, and and charged uh, and put in prison. Because his horse has uh, indecently exposed itself at a fair, and the, he was fined. I don't know. It says like two pounds, four shillings, and six something. So it's all in old old money. This is in 1851. You know. So I mean, I, that seems like something that would have happened today. You know, like a horse exposing itself. A horse is a horse, of course. I don't know. <laughs> Borky, do you have any other horse, topics this evening after cocks, we're talking about horse cocks? Horse cocks are fucking scary. I'm so, like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to, I don't want to end the show on fucking horse cocks no, lines. For Christ's sakes. Neither do I. Neither do I. Borky, uh, do you have one last topic for us this evening? Um, does anyone it's else? Okay have, if you I, don't. I, I can't think of anything. All right. So, boys, Liz- it's. Been wasted. I'm, you seem like you have another story. Wasted. I'm going to let you give you the last topic, but it can't be about horse cocks. I don't want the audience to go listen. It was a great show. We enjoyed it. It was a long one. But at the end, the only thing I was thinking about were large, floppy horse cocks. I mean, I can't have that happen. I don't know. I just I saw the story. I don't know when this is from. It says a women's sports bar rough and tumble to open in Ballard this winter. So I don't know where Ballard is, but it's going to be a women's only sports bar. Well, uh, I can guarantee the bathroom is going to smell. the end of times, man. It's the fucking end of times, like Borky said. Everything's no, not. The whole world's coming to an end, Mal. I refuse to. I refuse that. Listen, we're not a big show. We have, you know, 100 listeners a week. We're trying to grow that, but here's the deal, guys. Out of the 100 of you that listen to us, uh, you know, you're a community, dude. You're, you're the same as us. We're the same as you. We're going we're gonna to try to make this fun. We're going to try to make sure we're entertaining, uh, you know. Borky, uh, I really appreciated having you on tonight. You're one of my favorite guests. I want you back on soon. And I like that mean you are at least men that can at least disagree and go back and forth with each other and not be faggots afterwards. That's something that people should learn. You can disagree with your friends. And guess what? You go, oh, we had a disagreement. Who gives a fuck? 
yeah if anybody listens to that we're we we, we're buddies we're not you know that's how we talk to each other we're just not homos that's how men talk i know it's (laughs) shocking but men sometimes use vulgarities and raise their voices when they talk to each other it's not a sign of a uh, really disrespect it's a sign of hey this is what i feel instead of being a weak worsted faggot i don't Rasky, I think that word's banned on youtube now there's so many new words that are banned fran sent me uh wasted you weren't reading it yet but in our fat cash chain fran sent me and larry's over this new uh youtube policy which they're like oh monetization which and guess what i don't have fucking 10 uh, it's ten thousand hours of views which i'm close we're getting close to that but then it's like you got to have a thousand subscribers. I'm like, I got 50 fucking subscribers. I'm really not too concerned about monetization. And uh, eventually we'll figure out, uh, you know, a way to give you guys the fat cast without having to even be concerned about any of the YouTube policies. But uh, they're now, if you say fuck, they're like, oh, can't monetize that because he fucking said fuck, fuck. Yeah. So uh, we're not going to change. Uh, oh, real quick. Did you guys see the uh, story about how in the UK now, if you whistle, if you catcall, or, or whistle at a woman, you can go to jail for like, I don't know, five years or some shit. Yeah, I didn't see that. Sounds that, right, that though. Insanity. I mean, we, we're just going towards the set. You can't whistle at a woman. You anymore. can't make a lady feel good. You know, that girl that's getting catcalled. I never heard a girl that got catcalled go afterwards, boy, I feel fat and ugly today. She yeah, feels good about herself. That's, <laughs> that's somebody doing some community work, right? That girl that got catcalled, I don't think she's singing like, man, that extra hour at the gym, that fucking worked. You know what? This new outfit I'm wearing, I feel good in it. That's fucking positive reinforcement, and now we're shitting on that. What the fuck? Liars it take goes over. back to the victimhood it, shit, right? It's it's not positive reinforcement anymore. It's objectifying a woman, and you can't do that anymore. Listen, if you're a woman or you're a gay man, whatever, I'm happily married. But if you want to compliment me, I'll take it all day long. I don't give a fuck. You can, you can lie all you want and be like, you know what? Brasky, you, you know, you, you're a very nice shape right now of a fat fuck. And I'd be like, well, that's very sweet of you. You know, you, you, compliments are compliments. Fucking take a compliment. Don't get so affected, fucking sallies. We were talking to somebody the other day. Um, at her work, they just, they just implemented a policy. Mind you, Canada's going down the fucking tubes anyway, but... Um, they just implemented a policy at her workplace that you can no longer ask your coworkers how their weekend was. What the fuck? Yeah. What, what is even well, the logic? Because, like, it's bragging, you're going to make them feel bad or something? So I, we didn't get into it. Um, she, she kind of brought it up, and, and everybody was kind of like, what the fuck? That's kind of dumb. Like, and then I made a comment of why would you want to talk to your coworkers anymore? So I, I really wish I, – maybe I'll follow up with her and get a little bit more um, as to why this is happening because it, it's absurd. There is a way it's, around speaking the following up. thing. Oh. There, well, when you're behind uh, the girl and you whistle, and then when they turn around, you say, not you. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Lias, I know that you're working on some special guests for next week, and uh, yes. if we can do that, it'll be on kind of the trockley level of uh, guests for the fat cast, where we actually do a little bit more serious interviews instead of just busting balls with each other. But Lias, it's that time of the evening for you to do your voodoo. Perfect. Uh, I just want to say very quickly, welcome back, Wasted. It's fucking great to have you back. I'm so happy. But to everybody, thanks for listening this week. We really appreciate it. Remember, if you're on YouTube, to like and subscribe. Leave a comment, positive or negative. It all gets back to us. 
And of course, if you're listening on Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcast, be sure to leave us a five-star review because that also gets back to us and that helps us uh, grow our show and that helps us be a better show. So anything you have to say, please don't be shy. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 